Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Get ready, Ochobo, for the match of the century. When the two bad boys of fantasy football go head to head. Ben, meet him, Potatoes Woodsy. <coughs> Versus Chris Nintendo Kini. Mamma mia! We have stars Wilson, Kelsey, Henry, and that's just one team. I know you want rookie running backs. Get ready for Swift, Dobbins, and Akers. America's favorite rapper, Cole Beasley, will also be making an appearance. <laughs> and ladies, leave your partners at home because we've got what you want. Goggles, goggles, and more goggles. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Don't miss it. Welcome, week nine coming up of the Ocho Bowl Fantasy Podcast. I'm Steve Mann, as always. I'm joined, as usual, flipping the order by Chris Keane. How are you, Nintendo? Good, thank you. Very good. Big show. Massive show. It is a huge show. Huge show. Part two of the, the in-season reviews. And since we got our ones out of the way, we've got the fireworks coming tonight. And as always, joined also by the commish, Andrew O'Halloran. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, so before we move on to any of the topics, we've got to address the elephant in the room. Uh, and Manny, a bit broke after paying out $51 for Jay Reed. I think before we start, I might um, I might just defer. I think as president, general manager and coach of the Johnny United Sensible Haircut franchise, it's probably prudent that I, I kick this off by reading out a statement, which I'd like to read on behalf of the franchise and team. If you guys will uh, allow me to do so, I know we don't typically run the press release sort of stuff on this show, but I think given the circumstances, it's probably probably worth hearing uh, hearing direct from the written statement. Today's a landmark day for the Johnny United Sensible Haircuts. We have built a legacy of excellence in this league over many years. It is one that is unparalleled in this league and one that has made us the most feared franchise in the competition. We have not built this reputation by accepting mediocrity and that is not going to start today. Over recent times, the Johnny United sensible haircuts have been dangling very close to obscurity through a series of bungles and poor management decisions. I'd like to address these here today. Firstly, the much publicized trade with Fitzy to give up Adam Thielen for Michael Thomas after week one. <laughs> I'm aware it is now week nine and Thomas still hasn't set foot on the field. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, and regardless of what Thomas manages to do in the run to the playoffs, the franchise concedes this has not aged well. Secondly, the decision to draft pretty much the entire Atlanta Falcons team. Injuries to Julio Jones and now Kelvin Ridley, a one-start six, a one-six start to the season for the Atlanta Falcons, and a sack coach have not aged well either. However, we do remain steadfast in our decision to pursue this explosive offense and will not be changing strategy partway through the season. Finally, and most significantly, the investment of $51 of fab on an injured Jordan Reed on the waivers this week. Much will undoubtedly be made of this in the coming days. All I will say at this point is, there, is that these types of situations are not the shrewd team management that the Sensible Haircuts franchise was built upon. It might be okay for the Bens, Dales and Fitzies of the world to accept being middle of the road, 
proverbial sideburns flapping in the breeze like a young Joe Namath tackling Vaporlock, but it is and never will be in the blood of the Johnny United sensible haircuts. At four and four, our season's on the line. This changes from today. We will be making the moves required to get the sensible haircuts back to where we belong, winning Ocho Bow trophies, trophies at will. We make no excuses for where we are at today and make no apologies for the ruthlessness from which we will extract ourselves from this position. Watch out, league. We are coming. In closing, I'd like to welcome Jordan Reed and Jacoby Myers to the franchise. Thank you, gentlemen. Some words. Wow. Will you go as far as to promise three championships in the next 10 years like Brendan Gale? Oh, I'd be disappointed if we only won three. <laughs> I mean, After three championships in the last 10 years, I'm apologising for mediocrity at the moment. I think that gives you a bit of a sense of where we see ourselves at the haircuts. It's All I can say is it's interesting timing to... To come out, you know, all guns blazing here. Um, really kind of a real strong kind of <laughs> image that you've put forward there. And I see in week nine, it's the one and seven Fitzy comes up against. So <laughs> with all due respect to Fitzy, it's very convenient for these words to be just <laughs> spewing out of your mouth after <laughs> coming up against Fitzy. He will have his right of reply soon, though, the big, the big man. Yeah. He will, and uh, some would say it's quite cowardly of me to say this while Fitzy's quite literally sitting in the waiting room <laughs> waiting to join the call. But, um, but look, no, I, uh, I acknowledge that I probably don't have the most difficult of matchups this week. However, yeah. week 10 will pr- prove a, a real coaching challenge for me when I've got to do it with pretty much my entire team on bye. But, say, look, yeah. it's, it's, something's got to change because uh, I, I don't sign up to the middle of the road and – it's quite disgusting where the team, the team finds ourselves at this point of the year, if I'm honest. Yeah, and I'd say nothing sums up this podcast more than uh, pre-podcast, we're talking about how we had to smash through the start uh, because we have such a jam-packed episode and then we've spent <laughs> 10 minutes talking about Manny's team, including a five-minute <laughs> self-indulgent brand. <laughs> That's how we roll, it's fair to say. The, iron, the irony is if Jordan Reid's healthy, it might be a bad pickup because Kittle's done for the year, basically, so... Look, look. why don't we, in the spirit of moving things really quickly, why don't we uh, kick off with uh, the waiver wires and I can I could probably answer the question that's on your mind and probably even our international listeners who have been checking the waiver wire profusely going, what the hell is going on there? No bids except for one person with $51. Um, do, you, do you want to do a quick rundown of the waiver wire, Andrew? And I'll, I'll deal with that one when we get to it. Uh, so, uh, obviously, the big spender we've already touched on, Manny, oh, $51 uh, dollars on Jordan Reed. Um, next up was Keeney spending uh, 20 bucks on Logan Thomas. Um, and then Dale, $11 on Jordan Wilkins. Um, Camo spent up for a defense, spent $3 for the Houston D this week, mm. uh, which I think, aside from Ben, the most anyone spent on a D. Um, Reese. $3 on Kendrick Bourne, and I sent $2 on Matt Breeder. Um, and then there was a couple of $1 and $0 bids, but nothing that was too entertaining. So I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, I it, I did write in 51, meaning to write in 51 for that bid. I then meant to change it later and didn't change it. My rationale for 51 was as soon as I heard Kittle was out, I thought, He's a massive go here and I've got a problem at tight end. So I'm just going to figure out what I need to pay to get him. And I looked at what everyone else had left of Fab and I basically cut out half the league by going $1 more than they had. 
Um, however, then once I did my full waivers, I went back in and meant to change it down to five. Did you do that on the mobile app? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the mobile. I've done the same, though I've picked it up. So because it's if you don't, if you change it and then you just like, you click off it expecting a modern app to just save it, um, but it doesn't. You have, you have to, to put it in and then hit down. like enter or whatever's in the app. Um, otherwise, it won't save it. Yeah, yeah. So not 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 the best. But what I will say though is, I genuinely was prepared to bid fifty one on him originally when I first looked at it because I think that Kittle's done for the fantasy season. Um, he had one healthy game and scored twenty, so he might be my solution at tight end. It's the only position I don't have a player, so um, it was kind of worth throwing everything at. However, once I sort of saw who else was out there, I didn't think anyone else would be bidding that high, so I tried to water down my bid. Anyway, yeah. we shall see. Keeney, on the Logan Thomas bid, it's taking you down to you spent all your money on him. Yeah, unloaded the bank. Similar to Steve, really. I like at this point of the year, I'm kind of okay with kind of where my team is at, even though it's not going that great in terms of kind of additions from a waiver wire. I think, um, yeah, I had 20 left, and obviously Kittle going out for the year. I think. Um, I kind of need a replacement. They've had their buy. I actually don't mind him with with um, Kyle Allen in the lineup as well. So it's not ideal, but uh, hopefully he gets me through. Otherwise, I'll just try and stream the position from here on out. Okay. I think that's all of interest in the waiver wire this week. All right. Let's quickly cool. race through the games from last week. So I'll just run through the scores. Um, if you guys have a comment, jump in. Otherwise, we'll just try and get through them as quick as we can and get ourselves into the mid-year reviews. Oh First one up, um, myself against Woodsy, both coming in, uh, him at five and three, me at four and three. Sorry, him at five and two, me at four and three. Uh, Woodsy got the job done. Probably the margin seemed a bit uh, big in the end, 147 to 124. It was probably a bit closer than that most of the way through. Um, maybe a little bit stiff being the couple of the highest scorers of the round, but these things do go swings and roundabouts. Uh, any thoughts on that one, boys? Uh, uh, so just on the defences, so why were you staying the Giants D? Was it just a roster thing and you need, you were holding a player? Uh, no, actually, I, I brought him in early. Uh, I didn't mind the idea of halfway through if I thought I didn't need the D, I could drop him. Um, also, they weren't, like, you know. Uh, middle yeah. of the road in terms of protection. Yeah. Their day's yeah. okay. And they've also got an okay matchup this week, I suppose. So Yeah, um, this was this I took them for a two week thing. So this week they've got a great matchup. Yeah. Speaking of, of def- speaking of defense though, isn't Woodsy lost without his Niners defense? I think it's the first week without him and he there's the minus one. <laughs> I was gonna say the yeah. Titans D. I feel like any I've started them like three times and they put up trash scores every time. And they've just continued that with Woodsy. I think yeah. they're a They'll put up a good score when they're uh, on the waiver wire. And as soon as someone brings them in, they just capitulate. In, in fairness to Woodsy, I didn't mind the play on them this week just because Cincinnati's been giving up that many sacks with Burrow. I just thought they'd kind of – I thought oh, I didn't mind it myself because I thought they'd um, get after him. But they their line held up pretty well and they didn't get near him. So if they don't put pressure on, they're pretty pathetic. Their secondary is no good, Tennessee. So mm. yeah, That in defense is a random – um, the, the next one, uh, Kelsey Clinton, Ben, um, very close. Year of the Haver getting the job done over him by less than 0. 0.5, 81.64 to 82.08. Haver keeps his season alive and gets to four and four. Um, phew, very, very tight one. Those watching it right to the end, Gorman looked good, looked safe, and then just stopped getting touches. 
I mean, was it, it ended up being six yards in it, really. Um, mm. and, and the Giants trotting out Alfred Morris. It's 2020, guys, and Alfred Morris is playing for the Giants. It's yeah. just, I mean, um, Ben was unlucky. The, there was that uh, throw that Jones where he's getting tackled and he should have just thrown it away. Then he tried to make the play and got picked. If he throws that away, Goldman stays in the rest of that drive. Um, mm. But then uh, Morris came in the next drive and then the drive after that where Goldman would have come back in, they went to their four-minute offense and so they had Lewis the rest of the game. So, you know, yeah. Jones throws that away, which is the right play to do. Ben probably wins. Yeah. yeah. I guess, so I was going to say, Kenny Galladay not playing um, didn't help yeah. Havers, mm. but then you're pretty stiff as well when you're Ben. You've got the Packers defense coming up against Minnesota and just the Vikings go nuts on you. Score yeah. zero. Well, I was just going to mention there was just a wide receiver masterclass in this one. AJ Green, 19 <laughs> yards. Robbie Anderson, 48 <laughs> yards. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 26 yards. Golladay didn't play. Cooper, five yards. It was just a delight to watch. Just up um, and about. Was it Havers? I bring this up most weeks with Havers, but his quarterback and tight end nearly cost him again. They put up uh, about 16 points between the two of them. Uh, if you played anyone that wasn't Ben, you probably would have got the win. How about Amari Cooper with... Danucci or whoever the Dallas QB is, it's pretty stiff, isn't it? Like yeah. that whole receiving group has taken a huge hit, massive. Yeah. Even like, and, and ironically, like... ironically, though, that you know, three of the most sought-after receivers at the start of the year, and now they've gone from like right at the top to no, nah, you're almost unstartable. Mm, yeah, just stay away from Dallas at the moment. Uh, our next game, uh, Reese just got absolutely pummeled by. The flattest man in the world seven days ago, Dale McCaleb, who's now <laughs> up and about. I went and saw him yesterday. Um, popped past his place at Cup Day because he lives up the road from me, as you guys know. He's changed the number on the front of his house to 182.96. <laughs> he, he lives at like number 15 and he's just juggled all the numbers and added some more into his letterbox. He's up and about. Um, big score from the guy, but you look, it was off the back of just under 50 from Dalvin Cook and another 40 from DK Metcalf. Um, didn't get a lot of huge amount from elsewhere. Still, is did pretty well on defense, but really just shows a couple of strong scores and no one's beaten you. If Metcalf and Cook together would have beaten four other teams in the league just by themselves. <laughs> yeah, well, the old DJ Chuck do 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 got the job done, and it was really, as you mentioned, off the back of Dalvin Cook, and and there was a reason why Manny nearly fell off his chair last week when Dale was openly. Admitting, yeah, I'll try Dalvin Cook, no problem. Just a couple of players, and Steve nearly had a conniption. Um, this is the reason because he could have brought up fifty burgers. I don't know if you should be trading the great man. That that might be it. I don't reckon he would trade him now. I'll tell you what. There was a chance last week. I thought about offering him Gaskin and Calvin Ridley for oh. Cook and a good wide receiver, and both Gaskin and Ridley. Came and it would have Can you imagine? Oh, it would have been good. You might have All right, next well, one. Dale, this, great score, mate. Great yeah, score. good job. Score of the week. Um, hopefully that's cheered you up a little bit, but judging by your letterbox, I think it has. The <laughs> next one um, also came down to the absolute wire. This one was a roller coaster. Judge Judy Fitzy, 110, eventually gets done by Jared with 114. A lot of ups and downs in this one. Um, look, at the end of the day, it basically came down to 
the Tuesday game, uh, Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette needing to put up a combined 24-ish, 25-ish, and they did get the job done eventually, but it looked shaky for a while. And the whole league was cheering for Fitzy pretty hard here, I reckon, because I think we all know kind of what Jared's capable of, and if he fell to two and six, um, that's a uphill climb from there, but he gets back to three and five and still a very dangerous proposition going forward, I think. Yeah, and I mean, Fitzy, if you um, started DJ Dallas, you, you bring him in, you pick up that player for the one game, and then you start Jalen Rashad instead. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to pile on, but maybe there is a reason your win average is 4.4, Fitzy. <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty good lesson, too. If, if Seattle have one lone back that's active, they feed their running back no matter who it is, whether it's a rookie or an undrafted free agent, they'll just feed him. So, um, again, I think he had 25, 23 touches or something like that. Crazy. Didn't like, didn't do a heap, but he scored twice. So, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one was just, it stunk. It was the luckiest man alive, Camo, just almost, with a score of 76, almost winning. Going into the last game, Keeney, if he scored three, he was going to, Nintendo again. He was on 61 with just his defense to play. But the defense put up a 20, so he manages to sneak the win from Camo, which was very unlikely going into that last game. Don't know what to say about this, but I, I still think it's it's it, it shows how strong the luck is that Camo has that he can almost win a game of 75. I don't, I don't think you can be upset about losing it when you've only put up 76 score points. I do find it interesting, though, that that's the angle you're taking, is that Camo was the one that got really lucky in this matchup. <laughs> um, I'll take it. Gee whiz. Obviously, the big... The, yeah, sorry. Keep going. George Kittle out for the year probably mediates your luck out of this week, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And um, Deontay Johnson ended up being a bit of a decoy, I think, in that game, which was disappointing. And, and let's not forget goggles. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yes. What? When I, when I saw, to be honest, I, I didn't see much of the indie game and I saw they put up 41 and thought, oh, you'll be guilty. There's another 20 for goggles. Just cement yourself as the number one kicker in the league. And then I saw he had one. I was like, what's, is it? I think the app's playing up. There must be something <laughs> wrong with the app. What happened? <laughs> but no, he missed, what did he miss? Two extra points. What is going on? Yeah, classic goggles. Yeah, I reckon there was, might have been, I don't know, the weather wasn't great at Detroit on the weekend. I reckon it might have been a bit of fog in the goggles. Just might have put it off. <laughs> It'd be like when you open uh, the oven with the oh, um, well. <laughs> glasses on and there's fog up. Amazing. Um, I'll give it. I'll give him. I'll give him one more go this week. I tell you. To rub salt in Camo's wound as well. Like he starts the Chargers D against Denver, division rival. They look like they're just going to walk it in. Like they're up um, twenty four three or twenty four seven or something at one point, and then just the great man Drew Lock leads an inspired comeback which costs him five, six points uh, for his defense. That, um, so, you know, once again, come on, Denver just owning the Chargers matchup. One, one last thing on this game, uh, without having too much of a head wobble, but I did, if you do remember, I did have the Jets and the Eagles defense on my roster. Um, and the plan all week was to play the Eagles against Ben DiNucci. I just thought their front, would get after Dallas, who their line is horrific. Um, so I dropped the Chiefs very late, so no one else could play them against the Jets. I definitely didn't want that happening. And I obviously grabbed Washington for this week, solely off Woodsy, who had him, who had them the week before. 
Um, so, I, and ironically, he's picked up the Chiefs. So we basically just swapped defenses for week nine. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting for Woodsy because he's now got the tight end kicker defense combo. The well, stack. Normally pretty strong. Benny, yeah. Well, the tight end we, kicker stack's been doing all right for him. So. We talked about it in the preseason. Um, the last game was Cam, Larry's dump truck. A few chunks, chinks in the armor starting to show this week. Uh, the commission got the job done over him, 106 to 89. Uh, yeah, look, it's, it's funny, isn't it? When your team's flying, it looks amazing on paper. When it has a bad week, suddenly you see holes in it everywhere. I feel like that's a bit where Cam's at this week. Just a lot of guys had down weeks at the same time. Yeah, missing, missing two of his best players. But um, as we kind of discussed before the pod, like a few of his running backs probably going forward have dropped off a little bit. Davis, Ronald Jones fumbled and then Fournette got a fair bit of work. So it'd be interesting to see how that um, transpires going forward. But Deshaun Watson and DeHopkins back in this week will help him a lot. Absolutely. Anything on that one, Kamish? Um, just, you know, uh, after two weeks, the first two weeks after I traded for him, just nice to have the Tyreek Hill that you trade for in your lineup. Just 100 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I mean, it was a bit of a frustrating game because he probably could have scored on every play, but and they're throwing to Miko and uh, Harris. But um, yeah, twenty-five points, you'll take that. He's been wildly inconsistent this year, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. One score yes. under fifteen. No, yeah, he's a he's a pretty solid start. All right, um, that could be our record for the fastest we've ever gone for the matchups, and we did it because. Uh, it's the guests that people want to hear from. And there's probably no more desired guest than the man who's just joined us on screen with a big picture of Hunter Renfro taking a cat in his background. He's got a picture of that Jerry Judy and Aaron yeah. Rodgers. You know, oh, this is amazing. Oh, we're going to have to get a screen grab of this to share in the group. This is fantastic. <laughs> of course, I welcome um, the the man who's very adept at holding the ladder up for us all. Uh, Fitzy, how are you, mate? Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you. Welcome back to the pod. Um, not a lot's gone right for you since we last spoke. Um, one win and uh, a lot of different big name trades. Uh, what's Maybe let's start with what's, what's kind of the, the low light of the season so far for you? Whoa. I uh, honestly, I'd go all the way back to the start of the season before it. Um, I didn't even think much about the us swapping first rounders and all of that. And I don't know, kind of the consensus after that, I think it was, it's one of those schoolyard trades that the, uh, the teacher would have gone, trade your Pokemon cards back because you've just ripped this kid off, giving him all energies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. For a holographic Charizard. So, Do you, do you reckon? So is it, do you think that that's based on how it's played out with the injuries or you reckon just the season which everyone dropping would have wanted more picks rather than top picks? Well, basically every move I've made after that, I've essentially been trading to get that depth that I missed in those middle rounds that I traded out of. So the yep. gamble didn't work. Well, and I don't know. Obviously, everyone else thought they could have made that move for giving up a lot less. And then once that move was made, it was like, oh, well, whoops. <laughs> I don't, but, but I've come around on it. Like, well, I mean, let, let's have a look at this is my <laughs> list. Oh, you can't see it on me. I have three players left that I drafted. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? 
Jerry Judy, Aaron Rodgers, and the Pats defense. They're the three people left <laughs> on draft. Well, it's funny that because we were just discussing how playing the Pats defense cost you the win on the weekend because they scored zero. <laughs> Had they put up a couple of points, you get the win. Yeah. A bit stiff. Um, what, what's been your, your best pick of the – or what's the best pick of the draft? Um, in terms of consistency, other than one shit week, Rogers. Um, but it's it's funny. Everyone else that I like, a lot of the guys I drafted that I think early on, you guys were like, "Well, what'd you do?" As soon as they hit the waiver wide, they disappeared. So, yeah, I think I I, I went too early in terms of uh, drafting them, but. During the season, they've all become pretty pretty valuable. So, and yeah, I mean, I had to sell the farm to beat Keeney the other week, and I'm still trying to play catch up for that. So, well, well it's good that you did because it's the only win that you've had. If you yeah. hadn't done it, it could be scaring down at oh and eight. Oh, yeah, oh, I I had three three close ones, and I mean, versus Reese, when I stopped watching that game, Cam Newton was negative three point eight. He ends up scoring 18. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen Cam is capable of putting up basically yeah. a donut. So well, um, is it a case of the is it a case of the curse not just being a one way? It needs to be revived again, Andrew. Do you need to get back to your old tricks here? Because it looks like it's worn off a little bit after hearing oh. that from Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go early. I mean, I don't want to be a like breaking a curse every week. I think we've got to have proven curse <laughs> track records. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, look at him. <laughs> yeah, one from it, one. <laughs> yeah, one from one. And I don't want to, you know, it takes a lot to rate to that level of evil to, takes a lot this out is, of me to this break is, a curse like that. This has turned into something about you rather than Tizzy. This is <laughs> all about also, you. I mean, it's fair to say, Andrew, he's not made of $1,000 rookie cards either. <laughs> to I just got a new Jerry Judy wow. card that he, I do not want to burn. So <laughs> he, He's also only got so much mustache that he can chop off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I can still see the patch from last time, I reckon. It's a bit of a hole there on the side. Um so, Fitzy, I guess midpoint of the year, um, one and seven, like, is it is it done? Is it all over? Is, have you got any shots left to fire? I, I still think every week, like, I, I'm kind of getting close. But, I mean, you know, you can't you can't concede the season now and just, you know, like, put it up. I mean, like, I, I did describe my team to Woodsy uh, yesterday as a, I think I'm that carcass that the vultures are just picking all the bits off. So the offers are coming in for players. So, yeah. Just on offers, did you offer Herbert to come over for um, Kyla? I, I did today after listening oh. to the pod. Pardon? I didn't get anything back on that. Oh, he, 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 we don't think he owns a phone anymore, so you might need to write a phone <laughs> uh, I've, I've got a feeling that'll get it done, won't it? Like, that's pretty cool. He said last week it would. He, said, he just said, unless he wants to be a liar, he about might, Australian national listeners, I'm, he's going to agree to that trade. 
I mean, also part of the motivation there is I get that trade over the line and that'll piss Woodsy off because he hasn't traded with Woodsy, so... Mm. (laughs) And, look, he might just be in a coma after the Chargers have lost another game by (laughs) leading by 16 and lost again. I think it's three in a row. That team is unbearable to watch. But the rookie QB looks good. (laughs) He does. Why do you need Kyler if you've got Rodgers, though? Can't you get something else off him? Oh well, as, as, as you guys kind of you know laid out last week, it's it's uh it's moving pieces. So then I could go to Havers with you know a QB, take your pick. Like I don't this know. Is, he's playing chess. And we're all playing checkers. This is <laughs> this is next level from Pitsy. Well, yeah, speaking, speaking of us playing things, I, I'm hearing a lot of you guys said this. You guys said that. Do you reckon you pay too much attention to what we say? Because <laughs> I no, it feels like you've dropped I, I, half the players because we criticised them and then we've no, <laughs> like I, I'm still doing my own thing. Like, but I mean, I look at this list of guys I named to, I've drafted. And, I mean, there's three names that, or at least yeah, three that stick out to me. I'm like, who even are those guys? <laughs> so, who are the three? Uh, or McFarland had a silhouette for his picture when I drafted him. <laughs> That's uh, awesome, you know. Yep. Uh, Vaughan, no, I don't know what he's doing. I Vaughan, no, yeah. nothing, nothing worth knowing about. And uh, uh, Pittman, I don't know. I think he's a backup. <laughs> backup. Yeah, he's a ruckman for. He um, came back last week. Did he need a ruckman for Adelaide? He's been pathetic. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, but, uh, could you get it? Could you get a more stiff first four though? Really, like Henry, who you sold off. Thomas has barely played. I know you sold him. You actually did well out of that trade. Fournette gets signed. I mean, we talked about this a few times, but Fournette gets released well, three days but, after you pick him. Well, but the Fournette one ended up being all right. The problem was he was part of that. I had to sell the farm to get a team up, and yeah, unfortunately, I, I lost everyone. I mean. I didn't know about that AP. No, none of them. Right. And, and Cam got him for a dollar. So, mm. yeah, uh, that was a bit stupid. Like, looking at their Henry yeah. trade as well, like, Eckler obviously was stiff that he got But I thought, like, Corey Davis, I thought he was, like, he was going to be done as soon as Brown came back. But he's definitely been much better than I thought he was going to be this year. So, I mean, looking back, if Eckler is safe, healthy, that's probably a pretty good trade. Yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, well, I guess, what do you think? Do you think you've won on the Thomas hold, hold up, hold up. I have, I can tell you right now, I have live breaking news. I have made the first trade with Como this year. Oh. Trading. Oh, He's trading. I knew it would get it done. That was a no-brainer. Done. Oh. Herbert for Murray has been done. Oh. That's that's a, that's amazing by you. That's so okay. Do, do you think I don't want to put words in your mouth? So who do you think won out of the Thiel and Michael Thomas trade to date? To date, me, because I've got a player that's at least playing. Could, could, is there any way? Is there anything Michael Thomas could do for the rest of the year to make it not that you win that trade? It's week ten and he hasn't played yet. He's probably going to play well, this week either. Well, the difference is though. You're going to most likely make playoffs. If he ends up winning you a game because of him, then you you win that trade. No, yeah, but if he was I, on your team, 
I, I think I you've done yeah. well. See, I, I think the I, only thing that if I make playoffs, I've had to do it with no player. Like I've literally yeah. missed out on Thielen's score every week. Because well, the only thing I see with Thielen is at the moment, unfortunately, um, Jerry Jerry Judy is uh, not Jerry Judy. Uh, Jefferson is just taking all his touches. Thielen's going without a lot. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah, it, that is, it is something to be said for someone who doesn't play because at least you don't have to waste any points starting. But, yeah. Um, so um, the, I was going to say, I, I reckon you won on that trade. I reckon you won on the um, the trade with Woodsy, except you can't help that your guy got injured afterwards with Ekla. Yeah. Um, and then I reckon you won. You've just won on the Kyle Murray trade too. So, Even yeah. Woodsy's giving him the thumbs up on the. He said borderline elite trading by Fitzy. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's great now we get to get everyone on the podcast one by one, and we can ask them what they think of the trade. But now I reckon you've traded away. You've just been really unlucky with injuries and delistings. Your season just really bad at the draft, and then it's improved since then. But you're sort of you're dealing I, with a bet. Yeah, I and funnily enough, it seems like looking at the scores every week. I tend to drag everyone down to my level, so normally whoever's winning, it's uh, yeah, it's an ugly win. <laughs> so. That's what you want. Well, hopefully it won't be the case this week. And look, um, in full transparency, I may have gone on a bit of a rant to open the show. Um, none of it was directed at you, but I realise we are playing this week, so I've, I've promised nothing less than absolute ruthlessness from the sensible haircuts. And so good luck to you and your franchise. You're going to be coming up against a juggernaut this week. A juggernaut with half our players out, I should add, because they keep dropping by injury midweek at the moment. I've just lost Gaskin. MT gets ruled out any minute now, I'm sure. And I'm also going to give a teaser for the end-of-season podcast. The end-of-season podcast, I'm going to be offering a proposition to Fitzy that you do not want to miss. Oh. (laughs) Teaser! (laughs) Nothing sexual. Now, um... I do also want to point out the other week when uh, when Keeney dropped goggles, I actually mm. was looking at the list and the lineups going, he's dropped a kicker for no kicker. So I was on that window when you didn't have anyone. And, yeah, really was like, could I pick up goggles here just to be an asshole? And didn't do it. But there was a period where you had a blank spot in the lineup. Should have done it. Should have done uh, it, Fitzy. Fitzy. That's the that's the kind of no. the ruthlessness you need to win in this league. And as Andrew pointed out before, I think your game on the weekend, you brought in DJ Dallas, which was the shrewd move, but then you started Jalen Rashad over him, which cost you the win. Yeah, the problem was Carson and Hyde were both game time decisions. And yeah, I, I just I'll, I'll own up that. I didn't have the stones to start. Dallas and yeah. See, I, I think I touched on I can't remember if I did it at the start of the podcast earlier. You should have just dropped Rashad for a different backup that was in the late game, and you would have had more time to make your decision. But because he was in the early game, yeah, you kind of stuck. If you're not going to get up at four fifty a.m., then you've got to take the, the make the decision before you go to bed. Whereas if you have someone in the late game, you got till seven fifty. For the yeah. listeners, sorry, keep going, mate. Uh, you're you're kind of describing chess there and I think a lot of the time I'm playing chess. We've <laughs> <laughs> just gone full circle, I reckon. I, I, I did enjoy before when um, 
Fitzy kind of pulled up his notepad and I thought, oh, he's got something spicy here. And he said, Keeney, I almost... I almost took goggles off waivers. <laughs> that was it. I thought there was some big stat nah. coming, but that was it. No. Nah. Nah. The, the, the only other point I've got left here is, uh, is that the question is, when's the, uh, when's the solo podcast coming? Sure, surely Manny's spinning off into a whole podcast about him and all his fantasy teams and wins. <laughs> I thought that's what this was. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you listen to it. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll, I'll take that clip. It's probably a good way to finish. Um, and, and I'll and I'll let you go with a question, Fitzy. And that is, did we at the start of the year drastically overestimate your team's ability when we said you'd be four point four wins for the year? <laughs> <laughs> You're not even on track to go after. Nah, nah. It's uh, look. I'm still going for win number two because, as 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 I've pointed out, I've never won the wooden spoon with more than one win. So <laughs> little golf. It's going to be record-breaking in one, some way, shape, or form. Thank uh, you. But before, you, before you do go, mate, can I firstly just ask, who do you think is going to win it right now? I'm, I'm going to stick with who I said from the start. Uh, I'm going with Woodsy. Okay. Uh, I, I just think, yeah, he, he, he just wants it ridiculously. <laughs> Well, that, that might answer my next question, which was the big week nine showdown between yours truly and Woodsy. I, I assume you're on Woodsy's side here. I'm, I'm making a, a list. Um, I'm going to have to go there. I mean, unfortunately, there's no Kid or Kelsey showdown. So yeah, it's lost a bit of its spice. But... Been kissed on the dick all year, Woodsy, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Just uh, one more point to add as well. If... Uh, hopefully Fitzy can get another win or two before the last round because uh, week 13 is Ben v Fitzy in what could yeah. be the spoon bowl. Oh. So oh. the everyone on the O2 is praying for that to um, for that to occur. Is the promo work for that going to be off the charts? Fantastic. All right. Well, look, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast as always, Fitzy. I, uh, Look forward to getting you back on later in the year and um, all the best for every week except this coming one. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, it's always a pleasure getting Fitzy on the podcast and um, I'll tell you what, that background work is going to take some absolute beating uh, <laughs> before, we, uh, before we get anywhere near it. The, the next guy who's just been sitting in the waiting room very patiently for the past probably 30 minutes now, um, but it's not a problem that he's been sitting in the waiting room for a long time because he has a very, very comfortable chair. I talk, of course, about the uh, arguably the unluckiest guy, the, the, the counterpoint to come over the course of the season, Jared McCluskey. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me. How's the chair going? As comfortable as it was pre-season? Uh, probably less comfortable. It's been just an uncomfortable season, to be honest, for me. Oh, I was just about to say, for the listeners at home, Fitzy was on the line the whole time there. <laughs> During the whole intros, he just, he did not want to leave. He couldn't get the message to get off, mate. <laughs> anyway, now we can proceed with Jared. I actually missed most of the intro. I hope it was all nice words. Uh, I was just talking about your chair for about two minutes. But, um, <laughs> nothing to do with anything else. Um, how, how uh, just a nice, easy softball for you. How's um, 
if you're to describe the season in one word today, how, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. Peak too early. Let's, let's say that. That's, yeah. I guess if you hashtag it, it could be one word. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you've been unlucky or you just you just reckon? like because uh, Maybe a bit, yeah. Probably un, unlucky and then, you know, I guess everyone has their peaks and troughs and you don't want to peak and lose games. And I feel like when I was, my, my side was sort of working, uh, I wasn't putting the points on the board. Um, you, you've sort of had a few high scoring losses. Um, you've also had a few kind of ones where you've gone with a gut feel, or it seems like you've gone with a gut feel, lost the decision and it backfired and cost you the win. Um, What's, what's kind of the biggest example that comes to mind this year of one that's just a game that's, you know, you feel like, oh, I should have won that and haven't? Uh, the, um, I can't remember what week it was, but it was, I'd call it the COVID week where I had to sit John o. Smith and when Dak got injured. Uh, I think um, that was against me. So that should have been a win. Oh, yeah. actually, no, I think it was the week before. It was... Yeah, that was, that was, oh. Uh, against Woodsy? Week five? No, nah, it wasn't Woodsy. Uh, week oh, five, race, maybe? you lost by four points. Race, yeah. yeah. And then obviously, so that's, yeah, that's the, the, the unlucky one. And then the one that hurts and that, that was bad was against the commission when I should have just, you, how can you lose when he's got all those players on the bench? And uh, found a way to lose that one too. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I mean, I know Brandon Ayuk was one of your sort of kind of, fringe guys <laughs> when you put him in it, it doesn't work and when you leave him out it works and yeah. um, he, he cost me and I know I've been banned from talking about other leagues but he cost me multiple games on the weekend you are mm. do you wish he was still sitting in the roster somewhere uh, yeah it'd be nice yeah I um yeah I mean he's been been handy the last couple of weeks and then obviously Debo going down and yeah, and Kittle, like, and then it's always nice to have the Homer playing well, so it'd be even more sweet. But yeah. Let, let's 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 be honest. You've been extremely diplomatic with how unlucky you've been. You've been <laughs> ridiculously unlucky. Um, if you lost on the weekend, you would be two and six, which is yeah. ridiculous. And can I just say, um, if we look at your overall. Win loss against everyone in the league this year. You're 56 and 32, sitting at number three in the league. So for mine, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of more yeah. whereabouts you sit than 10. Yeah, I guess that's the, the true. So I think you've been. That's the lucky. true ranking, isn't it? The, uh, well, on yeah. the other end of the coin, people could say Ooh. people have been saying Jared the <laughs> flat track bully, three wins and two of those against Ben and Fitzy. So oh, it's only, oh, and then the other one against Reese. So it hasn't been anyone with a winning record. So oh, the West Coast yeah. people, the I mean, I, I can't even really argue against that. That's, <laughs> that's facts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Some people just don't show up in the big matches. Um, who who would be your favourite pick of the draft so far from your team? Uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but uh, I'd say Stefan Diggs. And uh, he's probably being offered up for trade more than anyone in the league too. So everyone's had a chance of getting him. Um, but yeah, he's obviously great pick. You know, I think he's wide receiver. He'd be six or seven or something around that range, and didn't cost me too much. And yeah, yeah. 
That, that, no one's worked out really well for you. And uh, I forget who it was, but I think someone was pretty high on him congratulating you post-draft about that. Um, <laughs> as, uh, just, just before we go into your worst pick, um, as a San Fran fan, I'm very interested to get your views on um, on Jordan Reed. Uh, do you reckon I got him at a steal for 51, Fab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was glad I picked up the message, like the first one, so I was on board for that whole chain. Yeah, you... Um, <laughs> You might have overpaid slightly. I mean, the tight end market is pretty bare. Um, and I'm sure Keeney would love him, but, uh, you know. Well, Keeney, no one else can put a bid. I can see there's not a single other bid on him. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is not that so? I mean, have we had Havers verify if that's the biggest bid? I, I tried to have a look, but you got to go. Oh, the only way oh. would be you'd have to go through every transaction from the league. Manually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they weren't even showing them until this year either, were they? Yeah. And we, we didn't always have yeah. Fab either, which I obviously realized yeah. it throws yeah, out true. a lot of years. Um, um, I reckon someone went really high, and it could have even been me last year or year, whenever but Saquon got injured the first time on Wayne Gorman. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Really, yeah. I think there was also like one near the end of the season where it was like the last week or the second last week and someone chucked like nearly their whole budget on some player they wanted because it was right at the end. But um, I mean, it's definitely in the top echelon of Fab's <laughs> But it's, it's kind of what I did to be honest. I, I was like, yeah, I want him. So I'm going to get you got to throw it to someone. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Him, yeah, in his one start, he... Yeah, yeah, the only healthy one. Well, and he's, he's, yeah. there's no one in front of him at tight end. Um, what was your what's your worst pick of the draft? Uh, well, carry on, I suppose. Maybe Ingram, but yeah, they're not too bad, really. What, what I think I'm right in the draft. What was the most disappointing the thing of the Dak. year? Yeah, 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 because yeah. I think I was like a genuine chance, and then. That was my point of difference. I feel like he, I mean, he could have been the QB one. Um, when he went down, he was, I think, one or two points off being the QB one. So, and then just, you've, you've done a lot of trades. What would you yeah. say is your best and worst trade looking back? Ooh, good question. Trade that you're happiest with? Uh, best trades, probably the Gibson for Freeman one. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, obviously the Eckler trade is a maybe. Yeah, I guess um, if you make playoffs, it's probably yeah. Uh, whereas if you don't make the playoffs, well, I think it's I'm, gonna make it tough. I'm almost at the point where I just got to shop him to a top team now. You know, yeah, I don't know if I can see on him another week. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about him. I'm very happy to have a chat. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm in that I'm in that bracket of team, I suppose. So. Um, probably worth talking to. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to say, I was going to say, like, I, I'm higher on your team than you are, I think. Like, I think if you make the playoffs, you're almost a team to beat. I think your team is loaded. It's just you've been really unlucky. Um, and once you get through bye weeks and if you can grab a few wins and get in, I think you're ridiculously dangerous, but we'll see. Yeah. It'd be nice to, I think, um, I mean, obviously most, most teams are in this bandwagon, but I've, I've never played a, a week, you know, with my team in, always mm. had two, three players out, um, mm. you know, other than Camo, who's just sailed along nicely without 
<laughs> any speed bumps. Um, most teams have had a few key injuries and issues. Well, I don't, I don't know if you just saw the live trade, but I think Camo's lost the plot. Um, yeah. You know, well, he's I actually. In, yeah, he's been I in Camo for that three trade. days. I three rate that trade. Who for? I'd take Camo's side of that. Really? So we've got different oh. opinions. I had an offer of Brady and P Ryan in for him, and he obviously took um, Kyla. Right. As good as Herbert is, like I just feel there's just going to be that he's going to have those one or two games where he just puts up like fourteen, whereas like yeah. Kyla, like as good as he's so good that he just he will put up twenty every game because he gets a touchdown every week on the ground and fifty yards. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like a couple of games we scored 45. But he was yeah. obviously last week speaking on the pod, he was not, you know, selling it really. He he sort of had his doubts yeah. that it would continue. There's a lot of garbage time there. And I haven't watched yeah. a lot of Kyla this season. So, so look, Kyla has I'm, I'm not sure like 20 points all year. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure Kamo's even watching the right season. I reckon he's oh. the. <laughs> <laughs> Is the equivalent of there's a famous story in my group of mates of the 06 AFL grand final. Um, <laughs> yes. They, they were, they were, the boys were out celebrating after the, or not really celebrating because no one goes to West Coast, but they're out after the game and they bumped into these Sydney supporters who were celebrating. And they're like, what are you so up about? He's like, it's the best day of our lives. We can't believe it. Two years in a row, Leo Barry takes the game winning mark. <laughs> and it turns out they'd been watching it at Crown Casino and the Crown had, had like, they didn't have the license to show Channel 9 where they were watching during the previous game's replay on Fox Footy. So yeah. these guys watched the whole grand final not realising it was the year before. <laughs> I've heard I reckon that that's story as well, yeah. I reckon it's yeah, coming. It's, I reckon um, Kamo's literally just, he's on another planet. watching Philip Rivers go around. <laughs> but <laughs> I reckon Kamo's I reckon just, just at pace. With his fantasy <laughs> self at the moment, like I reckon he's yeah, traded, right. he's traded Herbert in. He's blissfully unaware of his surroundings from a fantasy fantasy perspective. He's got Herbert now. He just like sits back on the couch, going, yeah. "I'm good. Life is good." Yeah, right. like, I don't very, care. Very, he was very zen-like last week, wasn't he? He's pretty very. like going off to meditation camps during the games or something this year. And it's just a different, different. Herbert, Allen and Henry every week as well. Mm. So he's... I could, I could help die with the charge, I reckon. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take Jacobs for Eckler if you're listening, Camo. Let's just <laughs> complete the stack. Jeez, how many charges can the man have? <laughs> yeah, according yeah. to Camo, there's no amount that's too many. Um <laughs> It's interesting, you, you, and we'll we'll come to your prediction, Jared, in a second around team to beat for the rest of the year. But um, at the start of the year, we the, between the three of us, we all placed our tips, and um, I've gone back and had a listen to it during the week. So, uh, Keeney and Andrew both took their sort of from the two groups that we 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 could review them in half. So the two that you guys picked were Cam and Camo. And for both of you, Camo is your overall selection, and that's looking pretty good at this point. You got one and two. Um, my two were Woodsy, who's also sitting at number three, so he's looking pretty good, and you, Jared, and you were my overall selection. So, <laughs> oh, well, I feel you like you're so far off the mark right now. <laughs> this show <laughs> is all about how good Steve's going. Fair <laughs> well, no, that, 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 that was about how bad I'm going, to be fair. I'm, no, I'm going, he's, uh, he's trying good. to change the narrative after you he spends are. $51 on Jordan Reed. <laughs> this is marketing uh, paying off. 
that's oh, the, the spin. No. That's that politics. If Jordan Reed wins me the game against you in week 10, Jared, I'm going to be a very happy man because you've got <laughs> when I've got all the Falcons and Mahomes on by. Yeah. I think I, my um, projection now without setting a roster is about 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't know. It's funny. It, it's probably going to work for you. And that's the funniest bit, you know. They've got to throw the ball to someone. Like, I don't think anyone targets tight ends like San Francisco. And then, you know, like it worked week two or three or wherever, whenever it was, you got to go. Well, that's going to be Mullins. As long as he doesn't get injured, you'll probably last half a game and then. Yeah. Is, does Mullins throw to, to tight ends? Yeah. Uh, he throws to everyone. That's an upgrade. Oh, that's yeah. good. I'll take it. Yeah, um, he's a slinger. Like he's – Garoppolo's uh, careful. Mullins just – He's a gunslinger. So, I think yeah. one one big question with your roster that's on everyone's lips is that Young Ho Koo's got his buy next week. The Atlanta Korean kicker, I think he's Korean. Ooh, yeah. Um, will will you will you hold on to him, or is that a, a drop situation? Because I know he'll be now. He is number two behind Goggles in the kicking stakes, I believe. Um, <laughs> so he's a he's a prize commodity. I just want to know if he's going to be entering the waiver wire. Uh, doubtful. Okay. Yeah. Keep him. Cool. See, yeah, that was going to be one. At yeah, the moment, be... he's tied with old mate at um the Raiders. Is it Colson yeah. or? Oh yeah. Awesome. It's going to be Carl like Carl. a. I was trying to light a fire under Goggles' ass there, like basically threatening if he doesn't lift his game this week, he's out for. <laughs> right now, but obviously not. Yeah, I'll take the uh, and I'll I'll stick with Koo. He's uh. The good thing about he might need to he might need to use that backflip one time when he's kicking so. <laughs> It's it's great to see Young Wei Koo and Goggles just really breaking the mold of the stereotypical kicker. You know, kind of the white guy with the bowl cut who just sort of a bit awkward, sits by himself <laughs> on the bench. You've got yeah. these guys just Oh, it's and really Sly? Is it Sly? Yeah, yeah, Sly. Well. yeah I reckon offensive lineman yeah. going kicker Sly. He's a big unit, isn't he? I reckon Andrew back <laughs> on his roster every week so I can comment on the waivers that it was a Sly pickup. <laughs> and just that's, I think that's the best laugh I've got. I've got nothing all year, but I'm going to keep trying with that one. Um, no, I like my my special teams. That's I think that's the strength of my side is a yeah. kicker defense, which I hate and will petition to get rid of at the end of the season. But I'll ride it out till then. It's going to be an interesting vote because it's a loaded vote because it, I think it essentially means we have to switch apps. Which is which? Is the the commission is sort of looking mm. frantic as I say that. I'm not sure if that. Am I got that right, Andrew? Uh, that we can't no, do it on NFL.com. No, I think you can remove kicker, but you we'll can't make everything. I, you can't change it. You, I couldn't like combine kicker and defense together, but you can. I think you can remove that position. Okay. Mm. Otherwise, no make everything they do equal zero, and then we ignore <laughs> their existence like we probably should. There's no issues changing apps from a historical data point of view because we've got Havers who's just all over got every <laughs> sat under the sun. The, the, only, the only problem we're going to have is if one of Havers' server farms out in Silicon Valley gets, you know, some sort of... <laughs> Blows up. Yeah, tornado goes through it or something, then we're going to lose all the followers there. Yeah, no, actually, anonymous DDoS it. That's a great... Act. That's actually... I wonder how many times he's backed up that data file. <laughs> Havers, if you're Google listening, can we? Auto backs up. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, in the waiting room, we... actually. So we we might actually. I'm going to get him in. We're going to ask him <laughs> this question. We can we can do a bit of a, a handover between Hay- Jared and Havers. But 
Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a really valid question because I've heard he uses blockchain technology. Um, <laughs> however, it's it's not um, it's it's not being categorically proven. He's just connecting to audio as we speak. There he is. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hi, mate. Hi. Um, we, we brought you on a couple of minutes early because we've got a, a very big question we need answered. Okay. Um, what levels of security are there that go into the backups of the data that you've built around the Ocho Bowl history? Because uh, we're, we're, we're discussing, and I'll give you the context, we're discussing, <laughs> well, we're discussing a bunch of things, but essentially changing apps <laughs> for next season. And the main concern is we don't want to lose this historical data. So we want to know how many different data farms there are out in this, you know, Nebraska and other, you know, various unpopulated states that have got this stuff safe. Well, we're running it through Google at the moment, but the idea is to uh, to update it to multiple things if I ever get the chance. So we can we can make it safer. How many um how many different kind of you know Russian slash Ukrainian hacking gangs would it take to bring it down if they attack today? Oh, I don't want to say a small Ukrainian child could do it, but they probably oh could. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. We're not in trouble. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the, hat, the hat may go around at, uh, at Super Bowl Day to uh, fund a, sec- a bigger security bank for it and a server farm. So be ready, guys. Be ready. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll chip in for my annual winnings. I'll tell you one person who won't be chipping in, and that's Woodsy, who's put about five grand into the season so far <laughs> between his subscriptions and his prop bets. And so, um, uh, yeah, look elsewhere. All right. Um, yeah, just back to back to Jared to, to, to wrap up your segment, mate. Um, who's the team to beat for the remainder of the um, oh, there's I guess there's heaps of teams still in it. Um, I'm going to go with two. Uh, I'll start with Woodsy. I reckon Woodsy's a team to beat. He just needs to shore up that running back two position. But other than that, he's pretty solid. Uh, oh, and it pains me to say this on podcast, but I'll, I have to go with Manny as well. Oh, oh. yeah. Welcome Look back at anytime you want. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so happy. <laughs> he's so happy. <laughs> I reckon he's just, I reckon he's just um, finished off his side nicely with the tight end position there, the 51. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Yeah. Uh, and, and the big Kingy question. Um, oh, yeah. Straw poll week nine. Who's going to win, Keeney or Woodsy? Uh, I reckon Keeney. I reckon oh, you're in his ooh. head. Woods, uh, you're in Woodsy's head. Yeah, I know. I reckon you. He, he hasn't been there before, which is which is disappointing for him. But um, it's a bit. It's a big occasion for him, and he's just. Yeah. He, I reckon he's going to tinker till two a.m. It's a, it's a two a.m. tinker. <laughs> this one. Tell you what, there's the amount of times he's going to hit refresh on fantasy pros. In the lead up to that, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, just in case they yeah, change the rankings. rankings. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hang on. Where's I tell you what, if um if you and your Ukrainian child havers want to do some real <laughs> hacking on Sunday night, just get into fantasy pros, get that website down. <laughs> 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 we we'll, we'll have no lineup, I reckon. <laughs> we'll go with a blank lineup. Just Hunter Renfro is the only player in his starting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good stuff. All right, cool. Well, look, thanks very much for joining us, Jared. Did you have anything else for us before you sign off? Because um, 
Fitzy had a piece of paper basically just saying me that he wanted to read before he left. So, oh, okay. Uh, no, no, I better uh, get off the line. You guys are going way over time. So, everyone's in the waiting room <laughs> right now. So, I'll just bail. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks. Joe. See you, guys. See you, mate. Good luck. And, and we, we've already sort of introduced you, but Havers, welcome. Um, we, we had you on a couple of weeks ago talking stats, and I think. This time we sort of got you back to, to talk a bit about your team. but um, And this is a question without notice, but I'm sure as the stats man, you've got something. What's your favourite stat relating to your side? Either this year, ever, I don't know, just a historical stat about yourself that, you know, just really floats your boat. Oh, <laughs> I was actually... I was looking into um, Dale and his hard luck story of the... Uh, of the year so far. Yep. The points against. I've got him pegged from my 2014 team in percentage oh, of score against. Yes. So, so the was that number one of all history? time or was that? Yeah, I, I'm num- my team's number one and he's number two. That's fantastic. You'll be so, listen to that. You're, you're the, yeah. Well, no, I reckon he is because I reckon he's just out there you know, he's probably bought a 200-digit to add to his mailbox this weekend after he, <laughs> he goes bigger again. I reckon he's, he's up and about. Um, so do, do you think that makes you officially the unluckiest team, like, you know, within a season that we've had? Through, through eight weeks, it does. Mm. My, my 2015 yeah, team. How you, well, yeah. How, how did you finish that year out of interest? Um, let me have a look. I was two and eight at the time. So we'll probably say not too great. Or two and six. I think you might have won it that year, didn't you, Kenny? Which year? 15? Yeah, no, I won it right. that year. Oh. Oh. Oh, just all about Andrew as always. <laughs> have a look. Yeah, Andrew won it. Uh, Kenny was second in the playoffs. And I came 10th. <laughs> it, was bottom, it was bottom that year, just out of interest. What was that? Who was bottom that year? Uh, who was hide your kids, hide your wife? Peter. Oh, yeah. That's right, yeah. I do like I do like that Havers mentioned that he came tenth when he really didn't need to. It was just some information that made him look terrible. <laughs> no, the question originally was where'd you finish? So I like his commitment to the task. Um, so, Havers, how's how's the season played out to date from your perspective, your team? Um, just riding on Kamara and Jones, really running the two those two running offenses. And fitting in wide receivers where I can. I've been lucky with injury up until this week, really, where all of Green Bay's running backs are gone down now, and I've got two of them. And just trying to find quarterbacks and maybe you got a tight end now. So hopefully can get things right. Fitzy uh, flagged earlier that he might be looking to flip either Aaron Rodgers or Kyler Murray to you on the trade table. Ooh. Does either of those sound tempting? Murray would, Murray would sound tempting, yes. You might might be a yeah might, might might reach out to him after after you jump off air. Yeah. Um, what, what's what's the best pick that you've made? Um, I got three. Yep. Um, Amari Cooper's done really well up until now. He has fifty two. No one seemed to wanted him, and he he got to me there and was up until last week has been been killer. 
Uh, probably the best pick. Never scored a point for my team. I picked Robbie Anderson at 165, and he's a top 10 wide receiver. And I, I let him go <laughs> as, a, as a smart move. And probably the best pick was Kamara at four. Not because of Kamara, but as we talked about in the pre-draft and the after-draft podcast, told Andrew I was going Michael Thomas and pivoted late. And that would have been a very different season if I had had Michael Thomas. Mm, it would have. And it's Kamara, from the running backs, are the only ones that hasn't got injured as well. So yeah, um, you've, you've held up from that perspective. On the Cooper pick, do you still feel as good about it if I were to tell you that the next three players drafted, so one was Sutton, who obviously doesn't count, but the next player picked was DK Metcalf, and then the player after Sutton was Keenan Allen? We both look like yeah. they're probably going to finish as top tie, uh, ride receivers this year, I think. Yeah, I could could have been better, but it's still all right. I yeah. think Cooper's still got a chance to um, finish up there. I think Dalton likes to throw it to him. He was his number one guy when he's out there. As long as he's back next week, it should still be okay. And then what, um, pick that you didn't like? Uh, is Jordan Howard over Ty? Well, he's my set. I've got a two, and Ty oh. is the next one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone. Do, do Do you think Howard gets any boost now that Gaskin's injured for a few weeks, or you reckon that ship sailed? No. It was healthy scratch with him in there, so Barita's going to be the new guy, and Howard will probably go back to just running it in from the five-yard line. He won't touch the ball till they get inside the five and have three yards and a touchdown every week. Mm. They picked up, was it, they traded for DeAndre Washington, was it as well? Yeah. So they've got another, yeah. So yeah, just the, the Howard one's weird, eh? Like I thought he'd be involved um, a lot more than he has this year. So I didn't mind the pick at the time. It's just one of those ones. It's hard to know backfield sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially this preseason when we didn't have any preseason yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a lesson out of it, do you reckon? Like we shouldn't ever get a season like this again where there's no preseason. But do you reckon it it means, you know, you're more likely to pick established players or more likely to take rookies or like, you know, I don't know, we're halfway through a season. Is there anything that kind of stands out as the lesson from it all? Just those untouted guys, a lot of time they go somewhere else on okay ish money are just okay. Like he yeah. was the guy at the Bears and looked like he could have been great. Didn't really work out there. Backed up, contract was up, no one to pay him big money. So you just kind of really follow the money. It's not there. Mm. It's not there for a reason. Mm. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. A good call. This is a, like if you look at like Camo, he took all big names and then he sort of did well early. And then as it sort of, you know, the guys have sort of come on that didn't have the preseason then his team sort of dropped off a little bit. Like, um, he's getting, he's got some injuries as well without that depth. So, um, it could just be trust your gut. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the, the rookie running back one's probably the most interesting one. I think, um, just because of that lack of preseason, um, apart from like Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor, and both of those situations came about because. One got injured, one opted out with COVID. But apart from that, I think teams have been pretty mindful of not 
rolling with the rookie early. Mm-hmm. It's been more of a senior approach first. And as I kind of floated last week, it might get to the bye week and they reassess kind of the workload a little bit of these rookies. But um, I thought the rookies would have more of an impact early, obviously, um, than what they have. So that's probably one interesting point from mine. It's definitely trended in recent weeks. Dobbins is getting more of the ball. Um, Swift's getting more of like even, I don't know, Acres. I I don't know. Don't want to go near LA. That's a tough one to figure out. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. They definitely... Like you, you can like look at Moss. the pattern now and go, yeah, exactly, Moss as well. You can look mm-hmm. at the pattern now and go, yeah, they definitely were easing them in. But early on when you're two weeks in, you don't know whether they're easing them in or they're just not going to play them. You know, mm-hmm. you, all you've got is what's happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, D- Dylan's the one that was meant to be eased in and he gets for Green Bay, he gets one driver game and that's yeah. it. And even yeah. with Jones injured, he got one driver last week. Yeah, I was mm. surprised with that. I thought he'd be much more involved, um, especially when Jones was out. You're right. Yeah, but it's all about how they pick up blitzes and block now. Mm. If you can't it's block, big, big no, no one wants to play him. Yeah. What, what's the um, – I mean, you haven't been sort of super involved from a trading perspective, but you've sort of been uh, – like in, because we've had you on before, you've talked about the fact of kind of what you're looking for. Um mm. You know, I guess what, what what's, you know, I guess, you know, what, what's your favourite move so far, whether it's one of yours or, you know, that you've kind of seen across the league as teams have kind of transformed themselves in season? Um, you got Claypool off waivers, right? Yes. Do you remember what you paid for him for that? 17. Didn't you get him and not oh, start him that first week? Yeah, it was like 40, wasn't it? No, no, no. I got him for like 11. I paid 11 yeah, or 17, one, one of the two. It wasn't yeah. a huge amount. Um, yeah. I think I started in the first two weeks. It was last week, not the week, sorry, two weeks ago. I didn't start him. You guys give me a tough, yeah, tough, tough run for it. Couldn't <laughs> find a spot for him with Singletree there. He scored 0.8 points. No, great work, mate. You've benched nah. the guy who scored 40 in two weeks for the right call. Nah. You did well. It was genius. It was genius. Did you win that week? Uh, I think I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't smart enough. No. In, in the words of Keeney and Fitzy, both separately about five minutes ago, mate, you're, you're playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. <laughs> I think the uh, well, the best best pickup of the season is probably Gaskin or, Ro- or Robinson. I think. Yeah, I think um, Robinson yeah. for reasons, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But as opposed yeah. to trades, are, are the um, Wilson for Allen trade? Yeah, just straight up two quarterbacks, and it, it took six weeks to actually the balance to tip. Like for a long time, they were both great. So both teams were pretty okay with it. Mm. Um, but I mean, then if you look at, so it's kind of based on the wider, like, cause Landry hasn't really done that much, but if like you look at the players that were taken around Landry, there was like, um, actually there wasn't, my point sucks. Never mind. I'd, I do actually forget he was involved in that trade. I thought it was straight yeah. up. Well, my point was that if it was like Jared had picked up, um, but made that trade and he put Diggs in and then Diggs became a you yeah. know, good, you know, if that wide receiver, it sort of moved up. Um, mm. 
you know, and Landry's shown that he could have done that, then I don't think it would have been that big of an issue because he's sort of been a non-factor. Um, and then, you know, obviously that's how trades work. But, um, you know, there's sort of the steak knives there is probably what's cost him. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, Ironically, I reckon your best pick is almost being Kamara at four. Um, like some could could have said that was a, you know, you'd, you went a bit early on him. I, I think that's reasonable, um, but it's turned out to be clearly the best pick in the first um, probably eight, no doubt. Obviously, CMC has been injured. Barkley's been injured. Zeke looks a bit average as well, but Kamara's been an absolute beast for you this year. Yeah, he yeah. was, to the first five weeks, I think he was a top scoring player in fantasy. Any position, yeah. beat yeah. out the quarterbacks, and he's through his bye, yeah. still the top running back. I, just got to ride him the whole way and hope he just keeps keeps it up when um, when Michael Thomas comes back. Hey, if anything for mine, it helps him. Like, look, he, he won't get as many receptions probably, but like, I don't know. I think Thomas being back in will help him in terms of he'll just might get bigger chunk players just because they can't put as mm. much time into him, but we'll see. And the last couple of weeks as well, Sanders has been out too with COVID. So mm. you basically the two best wide receivers aren't playing. So it's all the attentions on yeah. on Kamara. So yeah. Um yeah. who who's the team to beat at this part, point in the year, do you reckon? And 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 I guess before you answer that, I think you're you're four and four, if I'm right. So yes. what um you know, how's the season feeling for you and how much confidence do you have in your ability to, you know, finish in that top half and get the finals? Um I think I can get there. I think the pieces are there. It's all about making the right decisions. I think for quarterback for me now, getting the right streamers um, with the matchup and then looking away from those couple of guys who you still don't play with a good matchup and just making the most of that, really. I think there's a, there's a chance I make it. There's a chance here I finish 10th, make all the right calls, but still finish 10th. I think anything can happen. Very, very diplomatic answer. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> oh, that's good though. Um, and so, who's the team to beat? Do you reckon? It's probably Woodsy, Andrew, you, Cam. There's a, a few of them in there. <laughs> maybe it was me. Maybe, yeah, and he's just pointed himself there. Maybe Keeney, if he can put up a... Maybe he's got to put up the the triple Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> one, one week to get back in it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's... um, It feels like... And there's a bit of one theme that's coming through. We've spoken to most of the league now. We've got, uh, we've got one absentee and two to go. Um, it feels like the teams are being judged off their like potential versus what they actually are now. Like every team that we're talking about, it's because they've got this guy to come back or that player to come back or this person's just injured, but almost off player. So um, yeah, there's always a, it, it's good. It makes it exciting. It's not like one team that's just dominating like Andrew's team did a couple of years ago before it choked. Um, yeah. or we've seen in the past. So it's, it's good. Um, final question from, from me. Um, and this is, this is the Keeney question. Week nine this week, Woodsy and Keeney, grudge match of the century. Who are you on? 
I haven't run it through Fantasy Pro, so I can't be 100% certain. <laughs> I haven't, haven't crunched the, uh, the ranking numbers. And I'm just checking the teams and I see a, a blank lineup there. So the, the mind games have started already. He's <laughs> <laughs> not, let, not letting the projections get in the way of anything. But uh, that loss of Kittle was, was quite big. Damn, you know. And I, I, I think it, I think it could, could be the factor. Oh, no um, one on Woodsy. Gonna gonna have to go with Woodsy. <laughs> I just looked at it. It's a fully blank lineup. Not a single starter. <laughs> I just it's the longest it five minutes ago. I just started scrolling. I've just hit the bottom. It's taking about ten seconds to scroll to the bottom of your lineup. That's that's ripping stuff. All right, cool. Surely, um, if you were going to do that, you should have just kept goggles in and had everyone else. <laughs> uh, I might do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's funny because your bench has just ordered them and clearly ordered they're pretty much going to play in anyway. Um, your uh, did you have anything else for us, Davis? Just before we before we sign you off, any final thoughts for us? Um, I've won, but I can't remember what it was. So it mustn't have been mustn't have been too important. You've been outstanding. Thanks. I'm, uh, uh, I'm at work now, gonna... so it might might slow down a little bit, but it'll still be there. Well, um, if let us know what we have to do to get you get you fired and um, <laughs> back focused on the Ocho Bowl again, and we'll do it. And um, well, this podcast will absolutely be uh, a big advocate for passing the hat around and helping raise some money for that cybersecurity for the data because there's nothing better than a Havers stat, and there's no data in the world worth more than the Ocho Bowl historical records. We just have to uh, offer the advertising to whichever firm gets gets behind us on the podcast. They can have exclusive advertising rights and we'll have them lining up out the door. Uh, that, that, absolutely. We, are, we fully endorse that. And for our international listeners, we will take multinational corporations very openly and we're very open to all sorts of um, all sorts of uh, <laughs> How should I put it? We'll, we'll sell anything is, is probably the, the way to say it. Um, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Havis, good luck for the weekend. Uh, you're in the uh, log jam of four and four teams at the moment. So next couple of weeks will prove very telling and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks a lot. Same to you guys. Thanks, mate. See you guys. Always a pleasure. And a, a stat for you. That's the third time we've had Havers on the podcast this year. So just starting <laughs> to compile some stats of our own now. Have you got um, that saved anywhere? I, I just wrote it in my notebook. Uh, no Ukrainian hackers are going to get hands on that thing, let me tell you. Um, now, we would have been joined now by the very elusive Cam, but I'm very, very disappointed to say that we've had another last-minute um, cancellation from the man who just sits very prettily atop of the Ocho Bowl ladder, doesn't think that he needs to spend any time talking to us. Uh, things are going along just nicely for him. So, unfortunately, we we won't be joined by Cam. Um, however, I think we've probably discussed his team in enough depth. And uh, in, in one line for me, his running backs are brittle. So, looking forward to that finally becoming true after saying it for nine weeks in a row. It's going to happen one day um we're joined now by the 11th uh ocho bowl member um of our of our media review i talk of the man who who drafted 
in the number one pick, the illustrious number one pick, took CMC, took the two Browns running backs, which pretty pretty intelligent drafting given the Browns have been the best running back team uh, or the best rushing team in the NFL, uh, at least as of a couple of weeks ago. I assume they probably still are. Uh, of course, talk with Reese. Reese, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Good, good little audio sound there as well. Just, <laughs> I don't know if you just you've got a very high quality set of headphones. I'm tipping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's the uh, how's the season played out for you so far? We're we're through eight weeks, but I think it's officially the midpoint, or even a bit further. How are you feeling about the year so far? Uh, well, considering how many injuries I've had, definitely happy with where I'm sitting. Uh, but would have loved to have had all those players actually play. But I feel like everyone's copped a lot of injuries as well. So happy yeah. I'm in the top six. Looking at your first seven that you drafted, I mean, it's a murderer's row of unluckiness, really. Christian McCaffrey, Chubb. Rob Woods has been good. Um, Kareem Hunt's been good. Earths has barely, barely played this year. Gallup now, Edelman. Um, geez, you've been pretty stiff, I reckon, in quite a few of those. But this is it. CMC is back in the lineup and probably luckily, lucky too because you get out 12 blokes on by as well. Um, so good week for him to come back. Yeah, definitely. Uh Hopefully he is back. They keep using all these really sort of vague terms and it's kind of scaring me, but uh, we'll see. see what happens. People underestimate how good this bloke is. Like everyone forgets that he put up like 30 every week last year and it's like, oh yeah, that guy, <laughs> like you watch, he, he's going he's gonna to be unbelievable. The other thing that's bolstered you and probably got you to four and four is the pickup of James Robinson. That's been unbelievable for you this year. Yeah, I, I guess I just took a bit of a uh, a punt on him because everyone was trying to pick up whoever was going to be the Jags running back and I just sort of lucked into him. Yeah, I think I picked yeah. up the other five running backs from the Jags and yeah, they uh, all got COVID. You had um, <laughs> Raquel and then... Yeah. Because um, they were the two that they said it was going to be originally and then they're like, oh no, James Robinson's the guy and then go to pick it up and Reese has picked him up already, the dog. <laughs> there was a preseason waiver, wasn't it? It wasn't even like it was yeah, because Fournette got dropped. Yeah, yeah, done well. You must be pretty pumped. Four and four, and then you've got you know Kareem Hunt, who's been playing obviously, but you've got him to go from your number one running back to your number three running back when Chubb and McCaffrey come back. You know, in the subsequent Huge. weeks, um, how confident are you that you, this is the year you can go all the way? Uh, I think it largely comes down to whether I can shop someone for a wide receiver that I can rely on outside of Woods. I was, uh, I was just going to ask, with, with we just mentioned those three, McCaffrey, Hunt, Chubb and Robinson. Is there is there one of those on the trade block to get a couple of nice receivers in? Because I would imagine that a lot of players would like to pay up for a running back of that calibre just before playoffs. I think... At this point, anyone outside of CMC, uh, I've held CMC through a long time. Uh, so I feel like I want to keep him, but the other three are open to offers. There you go, listeners. 
Look at Steve. Whenever we mention trading live on air, he just his mind starts to tick over, and he's just thinking, "Yeah, how can I? How can I ream him here? What can I?" Like Dale last week mentioned um, Dalvin Cook, and and Steve just immediately blurted out about fifteen trades to Dale. He got so excited. Jesus. Yeah, it worked out real well for me, didn't it? I don't reckon I've had a single. All the discussions we've had on the podcast have netted me zero trades. Meanwhile, Andrew sits there very quietly, just tapping away. Yeah, exactly. We've got Andrew picking up all of Ben's team. We've got Andrew fleecing King for uh, for Mike Evans for a you know a known old San Francisco kicker. It's um yeah, it's it's oh, clearly my tactics aren't working very well. Um, I think uh, what well, there's already been one trade uh, masterminded on this. Odd from the sounds of it. What were your thoughts? Yeah, initially. What of the the quarterback trade? Herbert yeah. for Murray. Yeah. Yeah, this is oh, I, love, fans, I, love, so. I love it for both sides because okay. Herbert's got a really good uh, playoff schedule, but Kyler's just a freak, so can really help out Fitzy there. Yeah, fair cool. I wish they'd done the trade two weeks ago. Now, it would have made that Arizona game that we were talking about for about oh, yeah. 45 minutes last week a lot more interesting for me and a lot <laughs> less interesting for everybody else. Um, what, what's your best pick of the draft so far? Well, you know, best pick of the draft at this point in the season. Uh, can I say a person that I didn't even pick up in the draft in Robinson? Or is that... <laughs> yeah, no, I think you can, to be fair. It's preseason. Counts. Preseason still. Uh, well, but I'd say, I'd say probably... Um, Cream Hunt, like actual draft pick. Is um, is um is Hunter Renfro a close second? <laughs> I think for the uh, for the law, definitely. <laughs> he's been a massive yeah. part of this league for some reason. Exactly. Yeah, he's gone quiet in recent weeks. Apart from Fitzy's background earlier, <laughs> we've we've not seen a whole heap of him. It's um, tight time. Maybe I need to get him in for. The week ten bye week, where all my wide receivers are at. I, I was thinking of picking him up last week, but I went with um, the little midget Scotty Miller. Mm. <laughs> the little midget. I feel like um, if you don't want to get touched by the, the Fitzy curse, you've just got to stay away from guys that have been on Fitzy's roster at any point. And I think Scotty Miller has, so just be wary of that. CMC might get injured again when he plays this week. Not to curse you or anything, but. Right, <laughs> Miller's already gone. No, no touch on that. Smart. Well, yeah, yeah. If you if you're after the um the number one receiver in Tampa Bay, Reese, just give him a call, mate. That's fine. Antonio Brown, he's a pretty good player. <laughs> just uh, returns to the lineup this week. Be exciting to see him. So is that uh, Antonio Brown for uh, uh, Malcolm Brown trade in the works there? Uh, well, I was looking more at your kicker, uh, Boswell. <laughs> I've been eyeing Boswell off for a while. Um, Oh, he's cheating on goggles. No, I'm putting him on notice, mate. You already know that. <laughs> a big week for goggles. Uh, I don't think I want to go near Brown with a like any sort of ten foot pole. <laughs> the twenty foot pole. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I get that response a lot. <laughs> you could, uh, you could, yeah. Uh, who? What's the worst pick? From the draft for you? Uh, 
oh, pretty easy. Zach Ertz. Just yeah. never never delivered. I think he had like two double digit like returns and that was that was it. Um, yeah. It's it's how have you found the season trying to deal with the fact that you've got a hole at tight end because it's obviously a really tough position to be to be trying to plug, as many of us know. Uh, yeah, uh, try, I was trying to stick tight with um, Zach Ertz and I'm keeping him on my roster just in the hope that eventually they have receivers and when he comes back, he's got some good matchups. So he might actually catch the ball and not be double or triple covered like he was when they had no one else catch the ball um but yeah i think i've got like ebron now and he's been pretty good the past couple of weeks and he's still got a few good games to come up it's a funny one in that like Ertz, Ertz has been annoying or disappointing for you but you really only miss waller like waller's probably the one you probably regret not taking apart from him like unless you want to lump um hawkinson and um and maybe jonu smith in there, the rest are kind of all the same for mine. So it's not like you you massively whiffed on anyone for Earths. It's probably just Waller. Yeah, uh, I think it's more of the value, like yeah. where I could have I could have had someone more reliable at wide receiver too, uh, uh, like a I DeAndre did. Swift or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, well if, wide you, receiver, if, maybe. if you are if you want to shore up the position, I'd probably be open to trading Jordan Reed for Nick Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, might, don't want, um, you don't want some uh, fab budget in yeah. the for him? Yeah, <laughs> well, no, if, if you're based on, you know, which is a pretty accurate way of doing it, if you're based on how much fab is put on him, you probably need to throw in another player. But um, I'm feeling generous this time of year, so I might just, just do a straight swap. No, I think, uh, I think the bigger fab issue this week was someone using their last lobster on a tight end that, uh, I wouldn't say he's going to have a great <laughs> few games coming up. <laughs> we, attempted to, we attempted to have a crack at, um, at Jordan Reed, given he's the direct replacement for the guy you lost. Uh, yeah, much of a muchness for mine. Yeah. I wouldn't have got him anyway, mate. Last, if you're spending the last $20, <laughs> I don't think you can spend it on Jordan Reed because he's not going to last the whole year. Yeah, well, you'll be you'll be in Reese's team by then, so it won't matter. <laughs> um, what's what's been your, just your highlight of the season so far? Like, there's been probably more so than any previous year, and it may be because we're you know there's a lot more activity in the group chat. There's a podcast now. We're talking about the games heaps more than we probably ever have. But in a season of probably many ups and downs, what's been your best moment of the year? Uh, oh, it's hard to hard to decide. I've either got uh, the seance or whatever, like the cleansing <laughs> that Andrew, Andrew did, or the promo that Andrew has done. <laughs> massive matter. But the, uh, I think the level of banter has just been fantastic this year. Um, it's definitely helped me over not to not think too much about. Uh, my injuries that I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, and speaking of the, the preview, um, who's your tip in the big woodsy Keeney showdown this week? Uh, look, 
you'd have to you think Woodsy, but I'd love to see the big upset. <laughs> like Kenny loses his his top sort of player, uh, and then what? Who's it? Logan Thomas that he picked up comes from nowhere, has like a thirty point game or something, and just rinses Woodsy. That that would be fantastic for the content. It would be fantastic. It'd be good for the league, I think. <laughs> I, I just I don't know if either team's going to come out of it alive. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to weigh up whether to turn notifications off or on. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> that day I'm quite scared. I feel like if you're not getting amongst it, um, you're, you're missing the opportunity to to really maximise the value of that game because. Um, I feel like it's the it's the banter between the two of you and just the raw hatred spilling out into the WhatsApp group that has got everyone so excited. I'm very excited to listen to this podcast when uh, I can listen to what Woodsy has to say. He's well, on we, next. Yeah, we've got him next. He's sitting in the waiting room. I brought him into the waiting room an hour and a half early just to get him really fired up and angry, <laughs> real frustrated. So. And he, rec- he reckons he's already had um, six raspberry... Cruises already. Um, oh. so he's, he's had a few. He's put the little one to bed. He's ready, ready to go. Um, last question for you, Reese. Uh, who's the team to beat rest of the season? Uh, oh, I reckon yours, Manny. Oh, I like the Townsend. That's another one. Big on Manny's oh, team. Oh, I think they just want to. They they know you just suck up to Manny because he's the one who does the booking for the podcast. <laughs> yes, now you, you're also welcome back anyway, Chris. Now I think yeah, you, you should operate. But what about if you throw yourself in that mix as well? Do you if you're coming up against me with our both full teams, would you feel pretty comfortable? Well, like I'm basing it more on the fact that I was looking at who I can target for trades, and I just. Like as much as I could want a receiver or a couple of yours, I feel like my trades weren't going to do it justice, and you wouldn't see the value. Although my <laughs> offer from last week, you probably wish you took now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. Your name and yeah. Shane. Review, review to the yeah. listeners, please. Ridley for what? Um, it was a, uh, it was, what Woods and Chubb or Hunt, whichever he wanted for Gaskin and Thomas. Yeah. Oh. Mm. I was thinking about it, but then my, my yeah, one of them got injured, and that was the end of that. <laughs> so, um, well, it's not the end, maybe not the end of it if, if the offer's still on the table. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, well, look, th- thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Good luck for the rest of the season. Definitely, I think everyone acknowledges you're a very scary team to play. Uh, in about three weeks' time when your whole roster's back up and running. So um, I think we're all kind of hoping you just keep Sorry dropping. Sorry um, <laughs> this, this could be, yeah, that's true. Well, it, this, this could be the one. So, look, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast as always. Um, looking forward to getting you back later in the year and um, all the best. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Uh, good luck with Woodsy. <laughs> thank you. It uh, it will be very interesting. And actually, we've just added Woodsy to the podcast and the arrogance of the man 
We've got an empty chair with a blank room. <laughs> and Keating's just switched up his background to a screenshot. Here he is. He's just walked in. Bit of celebration, beer in hand. Wait, wait till he gets close enough to see Keeney's background. For, for the listeners, Keeney's yeah. changed his background to a screenshot of the cane corn tweets to Woodsy sharing the, uh, the history of Woodsy's uh, abuse, it's fair to say, of Damien Hardwick back before he was a three-time AFL Premiership coach. Um, Grayson, us with your presence now. Woodsy, nice of you to, to actually turn up to the interview that you joined. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Much. Thank you very much. Just had to get another beer. I did send you a message, so just check your DMs, mate. I um, did bring a little bit of uh, fantasy good juju, though. Oh, the great, the great oh, Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Oh, wow. Really? Outstanding. Second I've got a little Hunter gift Renfro for Kenny as well. Here's, here's one for Kenny. <laughs> you know, goggles there. The great right? Cam makers. Oh, yes. oh. Three gunshots. <laughs> this I, I one's in a top loader because it's the rated rookie card. I was about to say that for, for the listeners um, who, who quite clearly, because we've never had a podcast with audio with video before, <laughs> don't know what's going on. Um, Woodsy's holding up a couple of NFL playing cards. Interestingly, the Hunter Renfro oh, one was just a uh, just a just a general card. He's now time. now showing George Kittle. Fair enough, that's in a plastic casing. But Cam Akers was in a plastic casing as well. So my son. Showing a little bit about yeah, you, I, love you, I love you, George. Did you George. Um, did you get the Cam Akers card for a swap for Mike Evans, or was that just, <laughs> did it just come on its own? I actually didn't have to give that much for it, to be honest. I think I, think yeah. I found it on the street. <laughs> would you have um, when you were buying the Kittle card? If the card got ripped in half, would you spend fifty one fab on its replacement? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Fuck fab. That's that's what I'm here for. Fuck fab. What's um just just before we, we properly launch into the, your mid season review and then of course we're going to keep you around for the preview of the big game this week. Um, what did you think of the of the Jordan Reed fifty one fab bid? Just good to me. <laughs> loved loved it. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened in the league <laughs> since I joined, at least. Big, big <laughs> call in a very eventful year. Do you reckon you'll be good? You're a San Fran man. Uh, from what I've watched. Hey, look, someone's got to get some targets. That's why I picked up uh, Ayuk. But, yeah, look, I don't expect us to be doing a lot. I don't. Ex- I, we could turn into the Jets very quickly. So I'd, I don't really want a lot of anything San Francisco. I know I just traded for Raheem Mostert, but, yeah, I wouldn't be holding your breath, hoping for big scores from these guys, especially with Jimmy G. He looks fucking cooked. I want him gone. I want him dead, to be honest. Well, he's, 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 how long is he out for? They say three weeks, or is it six weeks? Or it's right not here? enough. Whatever it is, it's not enough. Get rid of him. He's send, him back to, send him back to New England, you reckon? He's cut from the same cloth as Chris Keane. Absolute <laughs> fucking coward. He's <laughs> kind of all gone blazing. All right, let's get into your, let's get into your mid-year review. So um, how... You know, we're, we're eight games in. You're you're sitting relatively strongly. I think you're third. You've got you're five and three. Second, second. You got a six and two, have you? Geez, yeah, I, I didn't pay much attention to your team. I only look at the contenders. Um, are you, <laughs> you know, are you in a frame of mind that the money on fantasy pros has been money well spent? 
Yeah, mate. This the six the six dollars US that I paid was pretty fucking good, to be honest. <laughs> I think I think it paid itself fifteen times over on DFS alone. How much do you think uh, once all the prop bets that you've made this year are even able to be figured out so you can come do some sort of tally? How much are you going to make on the season? Oh, it's going to be a very profitable season for me. Just And then I'll start selling merchandise and we're talking Dustin Martin numbers. Oh, big, big season. After, big the, season. After, the, after you win the championship, uh, how many months till you go back and pick up your car from the car park? <laughs> <laughs> It won't be picked up. <laughs> Just leave it there forever. Uh, put in a and pre-order there. now for a pair of earmuffs with one earmuff being a meat uh, steak and the other one being a potato. Fucking brilliant idea. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. And I'm sure all my fans, we're a worldwide audience here, aren't we? We are. We've got so. UK and we've got US followers. Mate, they will sell. Get them organised and they will sell. Uh, do we have something? Is Andrew play the promo? We've, yes, yes. We opened the show with the promo tonight. So, um, actually, we, we might we might just give it a uh, might just give it another run in a few minutes' time before we preview the game because I think it probably deserves it. Um, but yes, we're, we're, we're uh, as you know, we're a pretty high tech operation here at the Ocho Bowl Official yeah, Fantasy perhaps. Podcast. I'm pretty sure I just dropped out for a second, but I'm back. <laughs> You've uh, you've not the first time in your life you've dropped out. So the, <laughs> this, don't even know what that means, but I'm all for it. Season to date, um, are you you happy with with things? At, you know, more or less the halfway point, trending oh, in the right I, direction. I should be eight and zero. Let's be real. Uh, if I had as much luck as the one Chris Keane or the one Cummins, I'd definitely be eight and zero. But it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Keeney has wins scoring 82 and 95, whereas my two losses, I've scored 119 and 107. So, look, that, that just tells you what it is. You know, we've always said better to be lucky than good. I think I'm the last man standing that has scored 100, 100 every week. So that, that streak continues with me. I think Cam's streak then ended this week. Um, so, yeah, last man I like, standing. I enjoy how you're celebrating... 107 is a great score and unlucky to lose. She wins. <laughs> Listen here, fucking Nintendo, mate. I would just be piping down if I was you. You've had a, had a bit of luck. You probably should have two oh, wins. Didn't you watch the Fitzy game? No, oh, I did. I loved it. I was actually cheering for <laughs> oh. him. Like, like no other. <laughs> uh, mate, our season-long bet. What? Free money, free cash. Oh, well, if you lose so, this week, you're a, a win away from each other. So it's yeah, but I'll still have the I'll have the bet. points for on him. So he needs to he needs to find three wins. Yeah. So, so you, <laughs> can, can you just for the for the listeners, particularly our international friends who probably aren't involved in the group chat, or at least if they are, then we've probably yeah, got some further cyber security <laughs> issues beyond what we were speaking about earlier on the podcast. Can you just run us through the list of bets that you've got going on this season? I think there's only three of them. So I think there's a season long with myself and Manny, a season long with myself and Keeney, and then a head-to-head with myself and Keeney. If there was another bet that you could put on right now, anyone in the league of any, of go, any variety, what would it be? I'd go head-to-head with anyone in the league that wants it. Is- when did we put our heads our season long on? I can't remember that to be honest. I'm happy to go with it, but whatever. It was pre-season, I think. Oh, was it? No, oh, I think 
I think it was a few weeks remember. in. <laughs> I, I, I think thought it was during. I thought it was the draft review. To be honest, when we were reviewing the teams, me and Steve were me and oh, Kenny. Okay. Oh, and I probably jumped in on top, right? Yeah, I think Kenny's like, like, I want a I'd piece do. of that. Yeah, yeah that's something I'd do. <laughs> like, Can I have a piece of that? I was yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. You have the worst team in the league. I would yeah, absolutely fair. love a piece of that. Fair enough. Well, You've everyone's heard it here first. So if anyone wants a piece of Woodsy in a season head-to-head prop bet, um, particularly Cam Camo, uh, oh, there's a couple of teams. I reckon anyone on four and four could get him. Um, Woodsy's up. Woodsy's up for it. Name your price. I'll even take the head-to-heads. I'm pretty sure I have Camo twice on the way home here. So Camo, after that trade you've just just made, if you want to step up and have a fifty dollars head-to-head, just say the word, mate. I'm in. What do you think of Camo's trade with Fitzy? I don't think I'd be trading the third best quarterback for the 12th best quarterback, just personally. I know that Herbert didn't play in week one and he's been in great form, but no, nah, not a fan. That's a homer pick for a homer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, given yeah. the season that Camo's having, um, you know, where just everything turns to gold. Does it make you a little bit more nervous that it was a good pick? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's just a regular person, you just go, nah. But, uh, well, yeah. man, come on, everything works for him, so. I see I see where you're going with that. Yeah, look, mate, maybe it's just his season and maybe that Herbert just averages 30 every week here on out. Maybe the thing is that we should be betting on Miami this week because Kyler will blow out his knee uh, and it'll just look like a master stroke. <laughs> no, no, the, I'm, I'm firm, a firm believer that the curse is broken. Andrew, you've done your thing and... Fitzy, mate, I reckon Kyler's absolutely going to star for him. I tell you, the, the big loser is me because I've got to play Fitzy this week and he suddenly gets Kyler Murray, who's broken my heart a week ago. <laughs> um, now I've got to come up against him again just with the absolute – like I'm, I'm seeing ghosts already. Um, I'm, I feel like <laughs> Sam Darnold here looking at when I open the app. It's, um, is it a, is it a positive matchup as well? Just it's Miami, so it should be pretty – yeah. I did um I did just text Fitzy before and ask him if he'd trade Murray for Tannehill just to get Woodsy's reaction live on the podcast. Um, but he wouldn't do it, so <laughs> that would have been funny. So what what what's um do you obviously you you you're pretty much well fancy yourself, Woodsy, uh, to go all the way based on your comments so far. What's Everyone's what's the missing up. pieces in your team? Everyone's tipped me. That's, that's this is news to me. I can't wait to listen to the the podcast then because last week I did not even get a mention. Uh, Steve, I missed your I missed your question as well because uh, I'm pretty sure I have Dodo dial up internet here in Mulgrave, so <laughs> you might have to you might have to go again. No, that's right, mate. Um, we're just asking what what what's the missing piece from your team? What do you need to just really yeah. round it out? I think it's it's pretty clear it's that second running back uh, at the very least. So I'm fingers crossed that most of it can come in and be that guy. But like I've already said, I don't really hold a hell of a lot of hopes for San Fran's offense going forward. No, I just think we have too many injuries. Just, yeah, I don't think we're reliable at all. So if I could somehow conjure up a, a second running back that's reliable as a starter every week, so I don't have to – I'm pretty sure I started Frank Gore three times this year. I've started Boston Scott a couple of times. So, yeah, that's been a killer. I'm going to have to start uh, Le'Veon again against Keeney this week. So, a bit of a pain. Is that, uh, is that ironic after you ripped into my zero RB start? 
that yeah, your that my running back room is better than yours. Like, let's be honest, I, it I, is. No, I still don't think that your running back room is better than mine because I have Derrick Henry leading the charge for mine, whereas you've got two absolute fucking spastics in okay. DeAndre <laughs> Swift and J.K. fucking Dobbins, who's yeah. actually gonna, probably going to go pretty well this week. So we'll see how he well, goes. What, with what about what about the, what about last week? Are you going to take one week as a sample size? Do you take actually, one, one week stamp sample sizes? I, I, I did look at that's I ridiculous. Did at, I did look at DeAndre Swift and saw that um, there's been two running backs that were drafted after him that have scored more than him. So, um, pretty terrible pick. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Please, <laughs> I wouldn't be writing home about DeAndre Swift. You look, you look pretty happy with your selection, mate. Why are you yeah, saying I think four and four? Yeah, I'm pumped to be four and four, mate. Yeah, you are absolutely fucking kissed on the dick to be four and four. That's what you are. Just, you, you, know, win. you scored 81 and one. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> that, is impressive. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It is pretty impressive. I've, I've got to admit that. Um, yeah. There's no doubt about it. There's no way around that, to be honest. Um, Look, you're alive. So, you, just you, it's the selections. Coaching. It's just a good defensive team. Just keeps the scores against him low and just, you know, ekes out a win. Remember a few years ago, you would know, as a San Fran man, do you remember the, uh, you'd remember the season that you guys, when Kaepernick was your quarterback, but Alex Smith quarterback most of the year, you guys were like winning games nine to six and stuff. Just as long as you get the W, that's sorry, and that's Keeney's theory. Just if I'm playing Fitzy, Fitzy's putting up 80, I'll Score 85. If I'm playing Camo and Camo yeah, yeah. puts up 70, I'm going to put up 72. It's fair. You've got to rise to the occasion. But if, if Kenny thinks he's going to win with an 81 this week, mate, please. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm looking at the projections at the moment. He's projected to score zero because I don't know if you've had a look. If you've had a look at his team recently, uh, Woodsy, but a lot of mind games going on from Kenny. Do you reckon George Kittle will break his ankle this week? No, yeah. I don't think he will because I don't think he's playing. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I hope I don't score 80 then. That, that is stiff. That is stiff. I'll give you that. I did say earlier in the group chat that it didn't move the market. It definitely moved the market. <laughs> Who did yeah. you pick up? Oh, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, you just, yeah. You spent 20 on him. I'm hoping for like five. If I can get Go a five out of him, I'll be pretty excited. Yeah, but why did you spend 20 then? Because <laughs> who else am I going to get? Mate, I would have traded you Evan Ingram. Yeah. He knocked back a trade for Gronkowski. He's not trading for a tight end. Come on, man. I'll give you Dobbins for Evan Ingram. Oh, you like Dobbins now. <laughs> I've always been a massive fan. Fourth I've said good chart. things about him since day one. You know, right. um, I was going to ask one, one serious question. Um, Lev Bell, what do you reckon? Like, Has that situation gotten better for him? Or has it just been a bit stiff? Oh, Looking at like the Jets, though, I don't know if that would have been much better, right? I totally agree. So I don't think it's gotten any better, but at least now at the Chiefs, he has that upside that if Edwards Hilaire was to get injured, he all of a sudden just launches straight into pretty much RB1, RB2 kind of territory. Right now, I'm pretty sure I can only bank on him for like seven to 10 points a week. Like it's, it's not, it's not pretty. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we can get from the other guys. Hopefully, I know Boston Scott is, has been doing not too bad, uh, but I think Miles Sanders is back. Andrew will probably give me the nod there. He's going to be back after the bye, isn't he? Yeah. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to come up with something until Mostert gets back. Look, Mostert was good uh, when he was early in the season. I think the three games that he played, four games, he was scoring – he hasn't scored less than 15 points. So, I think that will be good for my team. Um, he's obviously going to be a hell of a lot better than Le'Veon Bell, even in a bit of a stagnant offense. But, yeah, that that's definitely the weakness because I feel like I've got everything else pretty covered. Russell Wilson is a top – probably top one quarterback at the moment – um, Derek Henry is a top three running back. My, my wide receiver core is pretty good. So I've got Robinson, Cup, and McLaurin, who I've just bought in, which I'm pretty happy about. I think he's got a pretty soft schedule coming up. So could be some good scores there. Um, the kick is not, he, that hasn't gone well for me. The old uh, 12, was it 12th round kicker or 13th round kicker? <laughs> what he, hasn't a surprise. Really, he hasn't really stacked up. Uh, but to be honest, I'd rather tie myself to a good offense with a kicker, so I'm still happy to have the Kansas City kicker. And then the defense, I'm, I'm back streaming now, so San Fran didn't work out for me, too many injuries. Uh, bit of a pain in the ass situation to be in with no fab, but I've just picked up the Chiefs this weekend, so they're a top five. Yeah, we swapped defense. We did. We did. We'll see how that goes. So you picked up Tennessee, did you? No, no, I picked up Washington that you dropped the week before. Oh, yeah, week before, yeah. Now Washington, not too bad. Tennessee, mate, Scored a negative. I think on this week's got... game, sorry to cut you off there, Woodsy. No, You're right. currently starting Ayuk, who's got a not great matchup against Green Bay when you've got uh, your favorite player, Cole Beasley, sitting on the bench against Seattle. <laughs> That's a good segue. Surely... That's a good segue that you've given me here, Andrew. <laughs> so I did say in the, the group chat during the week that I wanted to give the great man, Chris Keane, a nice proposition here. Oh, okay. Yes. I've, I've got two propositions for you. The first is, based on our head-to-head $50 matchup this week, I'm offering you a $37.50 cash out. No. If, if, you, if you want it. If no, you want no. it. So I've, the way I've come up with $37.50 is <laughs> that you, had I played you every week this year, I'd be 6-2, and two, right? Yeah. So 75% chance, 75% of... 50 bucks. How good's yeah. my maths? I think I think it's 3750. Outstanding. So, yeah. It's outstanding maths. They're good. All right. So that, that's the offer. Let, let me let me hear you decline that. I said no five there. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> good. All right. I'm glad. Glad you said no. Because my second offer is for this this matchup this week. I reckon we should be able to choose the opposition's flex. Oh, do oh. you? Yeah. <laughs> If, if you are game oh, enough, oh, I'll be more than happy to play the great man, Cole Beasley, if you are willing to play the great man, J.K. Dobbins. I would have put Cooper Cup in your flex. <laughs> that's that's very generous of you. So if you. if you want to do that, then I'm, I'm okay. more, than, more than happy. He's on by, but thanks. He's what? <laughs> oh, he's on by. <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be... I, look, to be honest, when you were going into that, I, I thought Cam you were going to offer him double, uh, if you double down and you would go without a player in the flex. I thought that would be oh. more interesting. That, that's oh. number three. Let's see if he just knocks back number two as well. Oh, Number's not actually number three. I want to oh, I want to go with this one. No, this is good. Flex. Number but, two just confirms my theory I had about this matchup all week is that you have no idea who to play. And so you want someone else to do it for you. So I, I understand why you're doing this because you're going to be up till 2 a.m. tinkering, not knowing which player to play. Cole Beasley, are you? Which one should it be? Oh, Kenny can do it for me. 
You're talking no, to the manager that angry. has the least amount of points left on the bench. So I'm pretty sure I've gone pretty well with knowing the right person to play. <laughs> Keeney, I'd be whacking. Um, well, I could put Josh Kelly in. Yeah, Josh Kelly or even if Evan Ingram. In Josh Kelly in there if you want. You could chuck – if Elshon Jeffrey plays, you can definitely chuck so Elshon Jeffrey in. So that's basically you saying, I want to put Akers in. Is that is that what this bet is? No, because Akers is on by. I won't put it. I won't put Akers. Oh well, who, who would you put in on my? I want you to play J.K. Dobbins this week. I'm giving why you a fucking. You? I'm giving you a leg up, if anything. What? Because why, J.K. I don't Dobbins understand why you're doing without Melvin Ing- uh, without Ingram. I don't. I don't really understand why you do this, but yeah. Because the fucking matchup is that lopsided at the moment. We need to even <laughs> the fucker up. <laughs> uh, what's the third one? No, there is no third one. That was that's that's the that's the go. I'll choose I'll choose a playing player. No buy week bullshit. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Akers is on a buy. I'll choose a playing player for your flex, which I'm pretty certain is going to be Dobbins, but I'll, I will confirm in the coming days. And that's that's a good deal for you because Mark Ingram's out, so and he played well last week. What did he score? 18, 16, something like that. Thirteen. <laughs> it's still good enough to be my RB2 by a mile. And then you can choose whoever you want in my flex, which is pretty much it's either going to be Beasley, Elshon Jeffrey if he plays, or if I don't drop him before. No, he's on by. Is he really? Oh, yeah, Boston Scott is too. So it's going to be Beasley. <laughs> no, Josh Kelly's looking right oh, at Oh, Kelly. Yeah, no, nah, Kelly. I'm ha- so, more than happy for you to choose so, so, Kelly there as well. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, what are you going to do, King? Is it a yes or a no? Well, it has I'll, to be a I'll yes. have to think about it. It gives right, him an let's... added. It obviously gives him an added, like strategic. Why? Well, I don't understand why you do that, though. Doesn't that favour me? Absolutely favours you. Why the would you do it? Is that fucking lopsided? But, we but this, but this mate, is mate, This is the blockbuster sick. matchup that we've been talking about all season. I don't you're want also... to win 156 to 73. You're no, also six that. and two, and like a shot at the top two in the league, which is important. And you just want to throw it away to be funny. He's, I'm still going to destroy you. Look, <laughs> I'm look. literally going to destroy you, boys. Let's just to get this back on track, Kenny. Have a think about it. We'll uh, we'll, we'll come back to you for an answer before the end of the episode. In the uh, in the meantime, um, absolutely thrown. I just want to I just want to get back to your your team very quickly before we move into the pregame review, which we've just spent twenty minutes on, even though we've officially started yet because we haven't played the theme music. <laughs> but um, but uh, I reckon just the arrogance of these sorts of prop bets really shows me that Woodsy just thinks this season's in the bag. He's he's why he's that confident at the home. moment. <laughs> yeah. You want um, Henry injury away from starting um, Josh Kelly every week. Yep, Josh Kelly's the man. He's, he's um, it's, the cleats. I'm, I'm. It's just it's big talk from a guy that's never finished higher than seventh in the league. So I just hope for your sake, Woodsy, that that things just continue on the path they're on because it'd be a it'd be a big fall. But in the meantime, I did want to come back to a couple of quick things from the draft. Um, firstly. Uh, we were quite critical of your taking of Lev Bell and you sort of, you defended at the time and said, look, someone's got to take him eventually. He's still there. There's a point where you just got to take him. Um, Looking back now, you had your time again. 
still think obviously you can always pick players who came later that were better, but I mean, you know, obviously all things being equal, do you make the same pick? Yeah, look, hindsight, probably not. Like just grab James Robinson who went <laughs> drafted and you've got an RB1. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not how it plays out. I guess uh, it's like when you look at it, like, because you normally when you do that, you're like, oh, well, if you'd taken a running back earlier and got a wide receiver or something. But, yeah. like, you took Robinson, Cup, Bell, then Boyd, and then Robinson, Cup, yeah. and Boyd have been stars of your team. So, yeah. you know, exactly. you took the best running back on the board at that point. So, while it probably wasn't the best pick, you wouldn't want to swap those three wide receivers around. Agree. And yeah. I think in that uh, early podcast that we had as well, I was talking about hopefully either Adam Gase getting sacked or Le'Veon Bell getting traded and I got exactly what I wanted there. So yeah, um, maybe it hasn't worked out so far, but it's also been two weeks. So, you know, we'll just keep watch, watch this space kind of thing, see if he, he starts getting those goal line carries. I know that the game script probably hasn't gone that well for um, Kansas City in the last couple of, like, last couple of games, like, Pat, Pat Mahomes just keeps throwing 30-yard touchdowns. There there hasn't been that many, you know, goal line carries for, for these running backs. So still yet to see whether Lev Bell's going to get them because I know that Edwards Hilaire has probably struggled in that, that area a bit earlier in the season. So, yeah, it's yeah. very much just watch this space. It's been yeah. Mahomes who's taken them all. He's been... Yes, he has, a, he has had a couple of those yeah, quarterback reads. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other one was... We we made a big deal about you know this whole defense kicker thing uh, that you know the positions are pretty much just random. Um, you obviously had a slightly different assertion because you went you went early on both. Um, couple of stats for you. Given we're, we're halfway point in the season, but given there's 12 teams in the league, so it's really only in those one player positions. It's only the top 12 that count. Um, Harrison Butker is ranked 12th. As yep. kickers go, and the San Fran defense is fifteenth. Does this uh, obviously, you know, we can't have a crystal ball, but does this change your outlook for future seasons around drafting early on those positions, or you still reckon there's value? You just missed well, it. I, think I, I don't think so. So I'd love to know those stats for someone like who did ex- pretty similar thing to me, like Dale. So yep. he, he, took, exactly. Dale he took Pittsburgh, who's obviously worked out, and then Justin Tucker who's worked out as well. I think yep, so Steelers are third, an equal third, so yep. third slash fourth. Um, ha- having had a Parker, buy as well, though, so they could... No, no, this is points per game. This oh, is off per points game. per game. Oh, just, yep. uh, and uh, Justin Tucker's uh, equal fifth. fifth. So fifth slash sixth. So he's in kind of middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Look, I, th- I think if you've, if you've taken those two as Dale, like uh, I think that's a pretty good return getting two, two top five guys. Um, but, yeah, for myself, obviously, look, San Fran, you know, Boza does his knee in the, in the first round. That's the guy who's given, getting the most uh, pressure on the quarterbacks, pressure on the quarterbacks. That's that's what uh, – I think I've lost you guys again. No, no, I've got you. No. Um, yeah, pressure on the quarterbacks is what uh, forces fumbles, forces turnovers, uh, forces those interceptions. So, look, there, there's been so many – even Richard Sherman hasn't played a game this year. It's, it's been a little bit unlucky with the San Fran defense, but yeah, with Butker, he's been a, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. Um, missed a couple of PATs, um, but yeah, met a couple of games as well. Kansas City just keep going for two well. points. 
Yeah, it is. It is. They've just been so efficient that they haven't got stopped in the red zone to get those three-point field goals. So where it worked last year, I think the previous two years he's been the he's been the kicker one. Uh, this year hasn't worked out for him, but hopefully all, all he has to do is fire come finals, and yeah, I'm sweet. You won't let him go for their week ten bye. Mm. I don't, I'm playing Camo, so I'm pretty sure I won't have to drop my kicker. His team is that fucking garbage. You got him twice. You got him in the last game of the year. How good well. is that? How good is that? I've been absolutely ever, pissed on the willy. Could you could you imagine? Yeah, particularly in such a competitive league, can you imagine a team in the state that Camo's teams in being six and two? Do you think no. like, we could play this season a thousand times? It'd never happen again. No, I just I can't believe that. And he should be he should be seven one. Like Keeney had no right to beat him on the weekend <laughs> either. He's ninth in scoring and he should be seven and one. Unbelievable. It's, uh, it's incredible. He's uh but he's but he does yoga now, so he's you know he's calm and happy and he's got Justin Herbert. Um would he check the scores until the end of the game? That's right. He's all meditating in Zen. You, you clearly you, your answer to this question would be you. So um <laughs> your own team aside, who's the team to beat? This season, um, look, it's definitely me. <laughs> we, don't have to fucking, we don't have to beat around the bush. It's absolutely me. Um, and who are you playing in the final? I, I will play. I reckon this is dependent on him growing some fucking stones and making some trades. Um, I think it's the old my chub Ertz. He probably has five of the best ten running backs in the league. And his wide receiver core is absolute garbage. So he's got, I think he's got Robert Woods sitting there, who's obviously a star. And then it just falls away. Average name though. This this sounds like a okay. trade that that Woodsy wants to make here. He's yeah, just angling if he in. Was on, uh, if he was on, we'd be getting an on it, a live trade like like Steve last week, trying to give up Christian Kirk for fucking Christian Kirk and, and Melvin, Melvin Gordon Cook. for Dalvin Cook. Mate, please spare me. I was listening to the fucking, to the podcast, absolutely sweating that that trade was going to get done. Oh, fuck me dead. Uh, if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be Dale as well. That guy is so fucking stupid. Can you just hold <laughs> off on that trade with Reese before this week, please, mate? Can you just, just wait one yeah. week for that one? He's got Robinson. He's got... Chubb coming back. He's got Hunt. Um, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, fucking McCaffrey. Yeah, so he's stacked there. But, he, yeah, he needs to make some moves. to Because, look, I think he's a bit, bit stiff from memory. I think he had Michael Gallup in his team. Obviously, he took a bit of a hit. Yeah. Quarterback goes down. Um, yeah, bit stiff there. But yeah, might, might as well use your assets to, to shore up your team that's going to be the best in finals. So, yeah, expect him to make some moves. But and isn't he four you, and four as well at, at, at the moment? He's so, four and four, yeah. yeah. yeah he's poised. Got to get, get going. Yeah, but if you've had you've carried those guys through injuries and you're still four and four, yeah, you're sort of where you, you want to be. You have one bad week, like you, you got a bad week this week, and all of a sudden you're behind the ledger, and some blokes have moved to five and four, where you're four and five. You're starting to you're starting to flirt with danger. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it doesn't sound like you've done much wrong, but was there a bad pick from the draft? Yeah, there was, but Dale took them in trades. So really, really fucking happy that Dale did that for me. 
You've not <laughs> down tonight, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, this God. is the, you're talking about the guy who put up 180 last week as well. He's the laughing stock of the league, and it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> do, do you reckon Fitzy will win another game? Um, with all due respect, Fitzy, no. You know, I reckon he will. Historically, Fitzy's never finished bottom with more than one win, he told us earlier. So if he does win one more game, he will make history in a sense. Um, although if he climbs off the bottom, then he sort of undoes that history. So who knows? Um, any Anyone else in the league you just want to have a quick swipe at before we get into the big preview that we've probably only spent about an hour talking about so far? Um, no, I don't think anyone else is like deserving of swipes. I know that the old commish there is he's probably hiding a little bit because he's had a couple of lucky wins himself. He's just happy to scrape over the line. Uh, that's fine. Steve, look, you, you've been a bit stiff. I think you've had a couple of top four scores with that that ended in a loss, but I think you've had a couple of Patrick Mahomes fucking 40-point games that ended in a win as well. So, yeah, it all balances out in the end. Um, I don't think anyone else is deserving of a of a whack. Actually, I'll give I'll give Cam a, uh, a a big tick because he was nice and easy to deal with in that void for McLaurin trade. Just hit him up and said, "Hey, mate, I think we've got a win win. I've got two blokes on by next week. You've got two blokes on by this week. Let's see if we can swap one around. Not cop as much of a hit. Is it a win? Yeah, so I, I have this as a point. Was it a win win for Cam where he lost anyway, and now he has a player on a buy? Yeah, hindsight. Hindsight, he probably doesn't do it, but yeah. Well, and the irony, the other way, he's your competitor for the top couple of spots. Like basically you, you you know, you you want a top two, so you get the week off in finals, um, help giving a leg up to him. You know, if if you hadn't made that trade, I think you still beat me on the weekend. So did you, uh, I mean, he lost anyway, but you know, were you ever, do you think about the fact that these guys, yeah, yeah, rest you're real competition. Season, yeah, rest of season I've actually got McLaurin higher than Boyd. So I think he's got like I was saying a bit earlier, McLaurin has a couple of soft games coming up and especially this week against Keeney, I just couldn't couldn't resist the matchup. Um obviously this is an extra fifty dollar fifty dollars in the pocket for me. So oh, unless Keeney takes a thirty seven fifty cash out. Um, so. <laughs> and, and and just quickly, when you say you have McLaurin higher than Boyd, does that mean you or fantasy pros? <laughs> oh, well, let me jump on quickly. So, wait, hey, have you, you seen your own projections? Hey, Woodsy. Hey, Woodsy, oh. have you seen the quirk in the fixture? No. Nah. You play Reese, who you just said you're a bit wary of. Yeah. Yeah. In weeks 11 and 12. Oh, cool. Back to back with a fully firing lineup, too. And Camo and Camo either side of them. Camo, Reese, Reese, Camo. Well, that's good. It's good that I get Camo off. This has got this has got choke city all over it (laughs) after this week. (laughs) Oh and five to finish the season. Ends up six and seven, misses the playoffs, and finishes seventh as normal. (laughs) Could you write a better script? I'll tell you what, Keeney, as well. After the comments, Reese and I exchanged a few minutes ago about a potential trade. The thought of giving, you know, a Michael Thomas to Reese when he plays Woodsy twice and just helps me in my own prop bet just gets that little bit more tempting as well. Get around it. I'm all for people cannibalising their own teams. 
for just pissy little prop bets. That's exactly why I do them. Well, to be fair, giving up Michael Thomas is not costing a lot because he doesn't play. He may never play again the way that we're going. Um, all right. So, look, so I think... Wait, I've just found it. Fantasy Knows does, in fact, have Terry McLaurin wide receiver 14 for the rest of the season and Tyler yeah, Boyd wide receiver 20. So, what are they? Well. Do they have weekly rankings? No, this is rest of season. They do have weekly rankings, but this is what's, rest of season. Oh, okay. What's rest of season Dobbins at running back? Let me just click over to run. It's the only back. one I care about. Well, I reckon... I think you got a big you got a big lift this week. Oh. JK he's still behind Le'Veon Bell though. I don't know. I'd probably Ooh. rather have Dobbins at this point. Le'Veon Bell twenty eight, Dobbins thirty. Mm. Interesting. Well, if we're playing in a twenty five man league, they'd be useful players that you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, let's. I, I think I think we've had enough. Uh, we've had enough prelude. Time to talk match of the year. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Get ready, Ochobo, for the match of the century. When the two bad boys of fantasy football go head to head. Ben, meat and potatoes, Woodsy. Versus Chris Nintendo Kini. Mamma mia! We have stars Wilson, Kelsey, Henry, and that's just one team. I know you want rookie running backs. Get ready for Swift, Dobbins, and Akers. America's favorite rapper, Cole Beasley, will also be making an appearance. <laughs> and ladies, leave your partners at home because we've got what you want. Goggles, goggles, and more goggles. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Don't miss it. <laughs> I lost it when I listened to it yesterday. <laughs> Kenny, you've been, uh, you've, you've been keeping a tally as everyone's tipped. Who's the... What's the final tally of... Woodsy well, versus Keeney tips. I haven't got Cam and I haven't got you and Andrews. So, oh, all right. I'll give you mine. Yep. I'm, I'm back in Woodsy. Andrew? Yo! Pew, pew, pew. I'm going to go with Keeney. Oh, contrarian motherfucker. <laughs> so, without Cam. Me and Woodsy, obviously. Let's just assume Cam's gone sense. for me because I'm pretty sure yeah. he's got a brain. You're bang on, mate. It's what do you say? Seventy-five percent. It's three and six, uh, six and three. Your way. I don't know if you. I don't, I don't think that's seventy-five percent, mate. But yeah, you go for it, isn't it? But if, if, if six everyone out of nine, that's thirty-six percent. No, that's kind of man. Man, if you, yeah. <laughs> Ling win loss sick. Wait, no, that doesn't work either. <laughs> we're, we're, a, we're a fantasy football podcast, not a maths podcast, boys. Let's just Jesus. stick in our lane. Um, the all right, well, yep, there you go. It's Woodsy seems to be the favorite. I feel like look, my tip probably was shaped by the kill injury, if I'm perfectly honest. I was probably itching to go keen, but I can't can't overlook the tight end position gap where he's about 40 points gone. Um Woodsy, uh, we've we've talked about this a fair bit in length, but what's you know, have you got any kind of battle words for Keeney as you go into the game of the year? Yeah, let me know which guy you want me to sit to make it. <laughs> I feel I genuinely feel sorry for the guy. <laughs> I genuinely think you have no idea who to play any flex, and that's why you're doing it. 
Mate, I'm happy to play Ayuk. I'm happy to play Cole Beasley. It actually doesn't matter. Why, why don't you play Cooper Cup if, if, you, if you think you're going to win by so much? Because <laughs> he's on a bye. So what's the problem? You're going to win by heaps. I might need those, take the I might need those points. To, a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll play who's ever latest so that maybe I could sit him for Cooper Cup <laughs> when I've got a 38-point lead. Well, then you can't play Ayuk then. He's Friday. No, I'll just play him in WR2. Easy. I'll, I'll sit Alan Robinson if I have to. Fucking hell, mate. This is an easy, easy win. So your whole team, except for Josh Kelly, play at 5 a.m.? Yeah, so no, Josh no. Kelly's in the flex. It is what it yeah, is. No. <laughs> now, Kenny gets to choose my flex if he's got some stones about him. So, so yeah, Kenny, not... you're taking the bet or declining? No, I'll just think about it. Because you could, yeah, like, no, because, like, Antonio Brown, you could put in and he might play, like, five snaps. So that would be stupid for me. It would be. And I did think of it. <laughs> so, like,. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. Are you trying outside to say that Antonio, outside of Antonio Brown? No, because I've got heaps of choices outside of Antonio oh, Brown. So I wouldn't mind who you put in there. Heaps of choices, so you don't know who to play in your flex. Is, isn't no, that I'm saying. No, I'm saying outside of Antonio Brown, I would be happy if you put anyone in there. There's a big difference. All right. So if if, if there was a caveat on the bet that he can't start Antonio Brown, would you take the bet? Uh, yep. I'm happy to go that. Yep. Lock it's it on. It is on. Lock it in. Lock it in. It's on. Let me know. Let me know on Sunday so I don't have to wake yeah, up at five AM on, on Monday morning. Keeney, have you got any words for Woodsy ahead of this matchup? Um, oh look, not really. He talk, he's talking a big game though, isn't he? Like and he, for someone who's never been there before, what's his what's his average wins in the league? Is <laughs> oh. it five or six? It's, Does it matter this year, though? Like when you've got a completely new team, like you can, you can, you know, live in the past. Well, as I you just would think if you were a Melbourne slash Sydney supporter, I'd look, probably want to I live in the think... 50s as well. But you know, as a Richmond supporter, I'm I'm pretty prone to living in 2020. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, just think this kind of like this wager of I'll play anyone in the flex. It just screams of just. A little bit of arrogance well before kind of you, the whole season's been done. Like, I just think you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself. I think that's fair. The whole <laughs> the whole Kelsey-Kittle thing, you've been kissed on the dick. Let's be honest, you would have taken Kittle. No, I would have, I would have taken Kelsey. Okay. Congrats. Just to trade to you for Kittle. <laughs> and so you now admit that my running back room's better than yours. No, I didn't say that. I've got Derrick Henry, mate. Until you can produce an RB3, doesn't doesn't matter who's in my RB2. Yeah, it does, though. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Absolutely He scored doesn't. 17 on the weekend. Who, Derrick? Yeah, so my two running backs would have scored more than you on the weekend. Now do averages over a whole se- whole season what? instead of one game sample size, mate. You're a I'll, fucking statistician, I'll, and you're giving me these one game sample sizes. I would, I'm I would think. Livid. Okay, okay. Name Derek Henry and one other player, and I would think Dobbins and Swift have scored more than them. I can guarantee you that's oh, probably true because Le'Veon Bell missed. Oh, so it is true. So hold on, hold on. So <laughs> now, now it's now it's convenient. Are we talking averages? Oh, mate, I'll just I'll pick up no, Frank Gore and then and then I'll be back in front. We're, mate, we're talking we fifth round. We're talking fifth round picks, which is what all you said all year is. Oh, your how's your fifth round pick going, mate? Yours was terrible. 
Just admit it live on the podcast. It was a real team. My team's sitting six and two. No, no, I'm not talking about your team. I'm talking about your fifth round pick, mate. I'm talking about your fifth round pick. Hey, fantasy knows still hey, has Beyond Bell ahead of J.K. Dobbins. Rest but you of don't. But you so don't. I'm in front. Well, I'm yeah, in front, don't. mate. It, no, it Terrible doesn't matter pick. what I think. It's all about the fantasy knows. It does matter what you think because you've no, admitted that he's in Chris, a better situation Chris, now and he's King. still terrible, which <laughs> means it was a horrible pick. the other podcasts, <laughs> you would know that it just matters what fantasy knows thinks because I don't have a yeah. brain for myself. It's I just log into the fucking website and do whatever their rankings say. <laughs> It's, it's all a, about it, the fantasy notes. Well, when you sit in Cooper Cup for who was it, Michael Pittman, it's almost evidence right there that that's exactly what you do. Any celebrating a fucking one snap injury, stooping for new lows. Uh, well, speaking of one snap, um, I, I don't really know where to go with that segue, but that was, it's been a very entertaining lead up to this game. Um, uh, look, Woodsy, I think we're going to. I'm tempted that we might need to get you back, if not next week, then in the next, oh, in the coming sure. weeks, just a bit of a digestion of this. And what's that? Oh, Hunter no, Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Rega- hey, Woodsy, regardless of result, come back on next week. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have a settling of the bets segment in the uh, in the in the follow up podcast. Kenny needs this one just to stop the end of season, mate. You could be down a hundred. That's massive. That's double the entry fee of the league. Fuck me, That's dead, right. mate. Like, if, if you need some, a payment got... plan, let me know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I got 200 on the Steelers at 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I'm good. I'll be right. Uh, yeah, anyone anyone that's been following Keeney's tips, although uh, you, not, not you good last week, ended on the weekend with Carolina, didn't it? But, uh, but we've probably been yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Woodsy, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Um, appreciate it. Quite literally, you came in off the long run because you ran in through the door after we started recording you. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a pleasure and uh, good luck for the weekend. I think I speak for the whole league when I say, please play someone in the late games just so that we can have this matchup stretch out over as long a span as that, humanly that's possible. To, that's up to the great Christopher Keane. He can choose Josh Kelly if he wants, or he can see that maybe he's got a pretty soft matchup this week, and maybe he just thinks a little bit more. And he looks into fucking Cole Beasley with John Brown, and he goes, "Oh, Cole Beasley's you can, actually you can struggling put, you can, when John you can, Brown's back." You can put Josh <laughs> Kelly in right now, mate. He's horrific. All right, put him in. in. Put him in. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. All right, they're um. Going in. When you get a chance to, Woodsy, go in and have a look at the matchup because uh, there's some serious mind games going on from Keeney in that matchup as well. His, uh, his, his, his roster and his display photo are um, quite humorous. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did see the great Kane Corns there. <laughs> and Kane, we go way back. Uh, you yeah. certainly do. Well, look, thanks thanks for joining us, Woodsy. It's been a pleasure. Um, we will we'll speak to you next week. Love, Love it, guys. Thank you very much. Am I supposed to actually leave now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you you can stick around. We'll just have to meet you eventually, which would be immediately. <laughs> I'll just leave then. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's quickly run through the remainder of the matchups for this week. Um, geez, that was that was some fireworks there. He was up and about, and I reckon I reckon he had Keeney rattled early, and then Keeney kind of slowly just wore him down, and by the end, Woodsy was kind of just. He was like, bristling. Like, 
just worked the body. Uh, yeah, he he was huffing and blowing too. So <laughs> once you get through the initial onslaught, you can normally, you know, you slow him down. Woodsy's all he's gassed after a couple of minutes of ranting. Can what are your what are your guys what are your thoughts on the the flex proposition? I I don't, I don't really understand it to be honest. As, as, look, as a neutral, I think, my bench, is, I think my bench is deeper than his. Like, yeah, yeah it's hundred percent. Anyone on your favor. bench is better than Josh Kelly. Yeah, I think it works in your favor. I like as a neutral, I absolutely love it. If I was in the thing that I would have a problem with, if it was me, is I really don't like the idea of like I just like being able to pick my lineup. Just purely like a control thing, so I'd, I'd hate relinquishing that. I mean, but, um, based on, it sounds like he wants to favorite. play J.K. Dobbins, who has a, like I think he's probably would be if not in that's your not lineup, he'll be borderline. So then that's it's, not a great matchup. I get that. But, yeah, but it's still better than Joshua. Like you're still handing up a head so. over Ayuk or um, Cole Beasley, especially if he plays Beasley. Like Beasley could put up twenty this week against Seattle. So uh, yeah, I mean he's and- he's just layerizing, but. Yeah, if he wants to give you free equity, it, it's, yeah, it's the, the other bonus. Thing, if he wins and he did that, then it's doubly yeah. a sweat. The great the other the other point of statistical analysis on this is that, um, and I don't reckon Woodsy had crunched these numbers before coming on. Uh, the factor of Camo trading in Herbert, meaning every single play will be a passing play by. Uh, the Chargers this week. There's no chance they run the ball a single time, which means Kelly's going to score nothing. So I reckon that's worked in your favour as well. Yeah, good point. All right, let's uh, let's let's smash through these other games. Um, there are a bunch of really close ones on paper, or most of them are anyway. Uh, Year of the Haver come up against Reese. My chubby, it's pretty much projected to equal. Um, Reese gets McCaffrey back. Uh, not a huge of other notable stuff here. Obviously, a few buys hitting Reese's team, but he's managed to put up a reasonable lineup. What are we thinking here, tips-wise? Yeah, well, that that um, projection is even based on McCaffrey. Not well, McCaffrey's projected for zero at the moment, but I think he'll play, um, which gives um, a pretty big edge for mine to Reese. I think we've talked about um, once his team gets going, he'll be okay. I mean. McCaffrey and Robertson right now, two pretty handy running backs. He's just got to try and get something out of his wide receivers. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tip Reese in this one. Yeah, I'm going to Reese as well. With It looks like Jones is going to miss uh, on Friday, where if Jones plays, then it's probably a toss-up. But this one's just a massive game, both four and four, both pretty good teams. So, yeah, whoever wins, obviously, goes into over 500. But whoever loses, you know, you've probably got to win three out of the last four to guarantee finals from there. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to go Havers and just based on the fact that I feel like um, it's kind of Reese's running backs versus Havers wide receivers, um, but I feel like Reese's wide receivers could potentially – so Havers wide receivers could potentially really put some point differential on Reese this week just with the with the bias he's got. Um, the next game – Woodsy and Keeney, I think it's fair to say we've probably previewed that one to death. <laughs> so we might skip over that one. Um, Jared, fantasy team coming up against Cam, Larry's dump truck. Uh, Cam's yet to adjust his roster, but he's, uh, he's yeah, well, he's got to pull his guys back in. So it looks very different to what it does at the moment. Um, probably nets out to be a relatively close one projections-wise. I think Keeney, uh, sorry, uh, 
Jared's probably waiting on a couple of guys, hopefully questionable at the moment, hopefully playing the Godwin and Carson being the two big ones. What do we think about this one? I'm going with Cam uh, on this one. Um, but, yeah, that Boyd for McLaurin trade here just, like, it stands out here. Whereas if you had McLaurin um, in the lineup, so he's not, and then he'd be able to um, – and then Hopkins playing over City Lamb, you know, his lineup would look amazing. Um, where, I get you know, obviously he did that trade to try and get a chance at the win against me last week. But then once you, if you don't get the win, then it leaves you struggling this week where – he might need those extra points for the win. Yeah, interesting interesting game. Um, I'm going to go with Jared, though. Uh, I think a lot rests on if Godwin gets up with this this broken finger. Um, I think if he plays, then I'll give the slight edge uh, to Jared. I just like his overall makeup of his team. Chris Carson's also another big one that's questionable, but he seems to only miss one week at a time. So, um I think Antonio Gibson, the rookies, just kind of started to get warmed up. They're using him a lot more now. Um, so I, I, I just really like Jared's team, full stop. So I'll tip him in this one. Yeah, I think uh, I might go with Cam in this one. Um, but, oh, look. No, you know, you know I'm going Jared. Um, I just, I, I tell you what, massive for Cam when Debo Samuel comes back because – he just seems like the perfect sort of player to pick up a lot of Kittles, um, you know, just miss work. That big tall guy, obviously, you know, Jordan Reed's going to be putting up his 60 fantasy points a game, but there's got to be some left over. So um, I reckon I reckon that's a big in for him. That's worked out in his favour. Uh, next one, Andrew, yourself, the curse breakers coming up against Ben, the old housemate rivalry. Um, yeah, it's a probably a pretty bad week for you, Andrew. So the fact that you're in the mix projections wise is probably a nice starting position. Um, Ken, what do you think about this one? I'm just looking through it now as we speak. Yeah. It's a, another close projection though, isn't it? Um, a lot of these are both teams are, I mean, you've got a million players on by obviously. Um, and still, a fair bit of talent there on by as well, like Mixon, Sanders, Rager, which obviously isn't going to help you this week. But um, Ben also having Drake out, Chase Edmonds will, will slot in nicely. I just think the yeah the the running backs for for uh, Ben here is probably where it's going to where he's going to struggle. Um, I actually do like that pickup of Breda from you, Andrew. I think that's I think he's most logical to get some more work. I'm going to tip you. To win this, but I don't. I think this will be close. Um, I think both teams have got a few out, but I think this will be one game that you'll just hope to get the win and move on with a few bye weeks. And after this, you're in a you're in pretty good shape if you can move on six and three. I'll tip yeah. you just. If I can get this one, I've gone three and zero with both Sanders and Mixon being injured and then on bye. So I'd be super wrapped. Like I was hoping to go one and two. So if I can get that this win, go three and zero, and then. Uh, I got a hill on a buy, but pretty much have my full team back would be going into sort of the playoff run. I'd be pretty happy. Manny, you got a tip? Um, yeah, I've just, I just had this, sorry, I was just thinking about something. Um, <laughs> uh, my tip, oh, look, I think I, I think I'm going to go Ben. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a gross matchup, but 
Yeah, just it's it's like I feel like guys like Breeder, yeah, I agree, great pickup, but you kind of want to see a week first to know how that's going to play out that backfield. And I feel like, you know, there's just a couple of those things in your in your lineup that have to all go right. So um yeah, I think it's been for me. Um Dale and Camo is our next one. Uh Dale fresh off his 180, sporting a new letterbox up and about. Um don't mind Jordan Wilkins off the waiver wire too. Reckon that um, I, I obviously it was pretty obvious he was going to go after him, given he's the uh, actually he's not the owner anymore, is he? Or Jonathan Taylor's trading, but anyway. But um, yeah, thought that was a good pickup, but obviously he won't start in this week. Um, and then Camo uh, with his new quarterback. See how that one lands. What do we reckon? Uh, I'm gonna go with Dale. I think. Dale's team, like, I mean, he just has those, like, Cook, Metcalf um, that could just win the game by themselves, whereas, like, I, like, Camo's team, like, the good players, but none of them have that sort of 40-point upside. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Dale, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. I think the... DJ Chark to do to do to do to do's will um, put up another nice score here and, and get the job done. Um, Dale will will fancy himself to to make a late season charge, I think, as well. Um, if Dalvin Cook can keep going, and as you mentioned, Metcalf, these kind of guys, Montgomery's not flashy, but he gets a heap of work, um, even though he's no great player. And I think the the main thing here for Dale will be I would expect the Steelers to put up a decent score here against potentially Cooper Rush, the fourth string Dallas quarterback. It could be an absolute shot show in Dallas. Um, and that's got pick six written all over it. So um, I'm going Dale. And yeah. Dale as well. He's made the jump. He's finally not starting Schultz or Higby. He's got a cut Higby entirely. And he's just starting Jared Cook, who he's a fine player. He, he's yeah, exactly fine. like he's 12 to 15 points a week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with the Turbia. I reckon uh, Camo's run of luck may have come to an end. I'm, uh, I'm happy to jinx him because I have to play him again as well. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on Dale as well. Um, and then the final one, uh, myself and Fitzy. Um, yeah, probably the big probably talking point of this one is just, as usual, all my wide receivers are questionable. Michael Thomas probably won't play. Miles Gaskin's injured. Um, Ridley almost certainly won't play as well. So I'm probably my lineup right now looks pretty different from what it's probably going to be by the time games start. Yeah, um, I'm going against my better judgment and tipping Fitzy again, even though Travis Fulgham on a bye, and you know they say no Fulgham, no Fitzy, but <laughs> um, I, know, I think just the injection of Kyler Murray and the um, I, I feel like it just got a bad beat for you, Manny, just sitting there waiting to happen. You're right. They do say no Fulgham, no Fitzy. Um, and for that reason, I will be tipping the sensible haircuts. Um, Michael Thomas will play. And you'll just throw Naheem Hines in there and you'll work it out in the flex. You'll be fine without Ridley. Um, it will be nice once you get your full allotment back um, in week 13. Um, but until that point, I think you'll do enough this week to beat Fitzy. I've, um, yeah, well, look, I might... Um... I might. I've got yeah, 
Christian Kirk, I just sneak him into my flex. Although I might, I might just be tempted to play him the big man, Jordan Reed, just for some real, real grunt, just to, you know, got to get my value for the 51 fab. Oh, you, you sped up, mate. You might as well reap the benefits. Yeah, that's right. When you are, when you, when you, when you got a guy, when you want a guy, you just go and get it. Um, look, it's probably a, probably a nice spot to finish. I think it's probably one of our longer pod- podcasts this evening, but I think there was plenty of action. Made it well worth it. Um, good luck for the weekend, boys. Thanks, as always. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks, Stephen. It's a big week, isn't it? Um, it, 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 it it's, it's a huge week. And I think, look, um, I reckon loyalties would have been pretty split going into tonight. I reckon once people hear the podcast, they might have just firmed up on who they're going for in the, <laughs> in the big clash of the Titans. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Get ready, Ochobo, for the match of the century. When the two bad boys of fantasy football go head to head. Ben, meat and potatoes, Woodsy. Versus Chris Nintendo Kini. Mamma mia! We have stars Wilson, Kelsey, Henry, and that's just one team. I know you want rookie running backs. Get ready for Swift, Dobbins, and Akers. America's favorite rapper, Cole Beasley, will also be making an appearance. <laughs> and ladies, leave your partners at home because we've got what you want. Goggles, goggles, and more goggles. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Don't miss it.